That was such a janky start, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, but, we started? Yeah, we did. Oh, it's wow. not like this every morning. Yeah. So, But the difference here is I pressed record first thing. See, we get all that jankiness here. Welcome to the Smodco Morning Show, Tuesday, West Coast Edition. Fuck these co- On the you Smodco just, Internet Radio were Network. Were you spending the, like, the first two minutes of the show pushing buttons and saying out loud, press record? Uh, uh, no, I, had, I needed Will started? Wilkins to remind me. He said, press record. And I was like, how dare you? Oh, right. Got a fresh record. Thank you, Will Wilkins, for getting us on live. Will Wilkins, that's um, he's the he's the criminal mastermind behind all of this Modco uh, internet uh, doing goings ons when we go streaming. And um, good morning, everybody. I'm here with Bill and Emily. Morning. Emily is chewing on a Samoa Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies. Samoans do the Humpty Hump. Is that the same thing? Oh, yeah. Yes. Are Samoas from Samoan? Cookies do the Humpty Hump. Yeah, they do. Uh, if you're just listening for the first time, welcome. If Samoan. You're, if you're listening for the 17th time, welcome. White people. <laughs> do the Humpty Hump? Black people. Do the Humpty Hump. <clears throat> Listen to Smodco. Oh, there you Whatever happened to those guys? Ladies, Digital see a guy you like? Just grab me in the biscuits. <laughs> That sounds like the whitest version of the digital. Well, what the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> I, I didn't think that sounded pretty good. It was pretty good, but it was. It sounded more like um, uh, a doofus from the you know from the Midwest than uh, Humpty was pretty white for a rapper. Yeah, his alter ego uh, was pretty soulful, but Humpty was pretty white. Um, if you want to follow along, we are on the Twitter. That's at Nooner Dan Marty and. I just tweeted something. And Bill just tweeted something? It took 11 minutes, but I tweeted it. Yay. Well, that's... <laughs> In three much, tries. That's, that's better than we do on the show. <laughs> Good morning, everybody who's listening live. Lou and Darren and uh, Yako and Peter WG, et cetera, are et cetera. Are these the special shout-outs or the generic No, no. These are the generic shout-outs okay, for generic people shout-outs. who listen live. We'll, we'll get so into we're dumbing ones. down the special... The, the, Quality of the special shout-outs. No, no, no. And making them less no, special. No, no. They're just having regular shout-outs. No, because that's the, what we do every every week. We do this. Uh, respect the format. Is, isn't that your <laughs> mantra? Um, also, we are on... Uh, you can email us at uh, noonerpodcast.gmail.com. And we have a Tumblr that's Tuesdaysmornings. Uh, oh, my God. We Tumblr. have a Tumblr now? No, no, we've had a we Tumblr, Tumblr for months and months and months. Yeah, and Welcome fact, to the show, Emily. I can ignore. <laughs> in fact, last week when we went down for 25 minutes, Darren Husted, who mans the uh, Tumblr along with Tyson, he went back and listened to those 25 minutes and Tumblr'd that stuff that Merciful we talked about, heaven. which was like oh, nonsense. Wow. It was probably like, you know, kitten photos. Wait, we were down for 25 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Kitten photos Do you remember upgrade. last week we were off? I didn't think it was 25 minutes, though. It was a yeah, was it, it was Lost like Forever? Last, or did yeah. you record it? No, I just said Darren went and he listened to the t- Lost 25 Minutes and tumbled them. It's more than Bill's Got ever it. listened to. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly. So, speaking of This is the first time you've been on time since the dawn of the show. No, no, no. It's the first time she's me? been here before you. You were both still late. <laughs> yeah, but the stream wasn't ready. So, were we? Mm-hmm. You were late. Or is it all Will's fault? <laughs> don't, don't, don't one guy who actually works Will his Will ass off. <laughs> don't don't, don't, don't the stir the Will Wilkins in the yeah, whole world seriously. of the show. Um, Dan right. tweeted in, Greetings fellow Nooners. I'm in Vancouver prepping iZombie. Miss you all. Yes, we'll oh. get him. We'll get him. Actually, he's not in Vancouver right now. I don't, oh, my, oh, yeah, I think he is. He just said I'm in Vancouver. No, no, no but I thought he might be lying because he's, I'm going to see him this weekend. And then he says he's going to, but he's going back to Vancouver that Monday. So. Got it. 
Will you um, say hello to Dan for me? I miss I him will. For someone that I don't know that well, I, know. I just miss him just, all the time. I know. I, I just need one cable, and then we'll get the, him on, on the phone. But I don't know if he'll be able to talk next week. But we'll, we'll get him on, on the phone. And we, we need to get phone capabilities up for all the people who um, committed to uh, be on the air. So yeah. we'll make yeah, that happen. Uh, thanks to you guys. So... Just so you know, uh, you know, I, every week I start off with news stories, and they are always pretty grim, and I get angry. But I just thought that maybe this week we'd start off with uh, good news. Good news, you know. Hey. There, there's been some good news stories. Let's and, do that. But see, you know, I have to say that like a lot of this is because of the media outlets. Media outlets, they will, they get more eyeballs and clicks when they report on something sensationalistic and, and grim negative. sounding. Yeah, negative. So you, when they just take a small soundbite out of an entire speech. <laughs> right, or or they try to get everyone pissed off about it without having to respect the context. Right, yeah, you're more inclined to click a headline that says, you know, Subway bread causes cancer, as opposed to Subway Subway bread hype is totally overblown and is fine to eat. You know, did you hear about that? Mm-mm. So there's actually, a, I'm more inclined to click a headline if there's a girl in a bikini or well, I'm saying between those two things with a girl in a bikini clad. <laughs> eating Subway sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. No, so there was this food blogger who published the, this blog called uh, that said that. Subway bread contains this chemical called azodicarbonamide. Yeah, azodicarbonamide. And it's an additive that's used in bread to keep keep it looking white and keep it uh, fluffy. And this blogger, she said that uh, this is the same material that's used in yoga mats and shoe soles, and and it causes asthma and cancer and should be taken out. Um, uh, So... These artic- these news outlets, they just took it and ran and just said and started publishing it and then it just went sort of viral. So mm-hmm. people are just like, ah, Subway's trying to kill the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, it, it's, I mean, the, the way that this chemical is used, it's like saying that like water is used in the process of fracking. So we shouldn't drink water because right. it's used in fracking or, or sugar causes diabetes. So we should all ban all sugar everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that azodicarbonamide is restricted because in an industrial setting, the powder form of it can, can get into the air and can irritate lungs and, and cause asthma. But the same can be true of a lot of fine particulates, like including flour. Mm-hmm. So it's banned in... in uh, like I want to be in a band called the Fine Particulates. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, yes, Emily, we'd have a zither. <laughs> Well, then Emily. that'll be the title of our first record. <laughs> yes, and we'll yes. have a picture of Emily, yeah, but we'll draw her in the style of Judy Bloom's "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret." <laughs> and then they'll sorry, be, go on. Is it that was the like a callback. That was callback connection. <laughs> is it, well, callback montage. <laughs> so, uh, 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 here's the is the Emily O'Hara callback segment. Yeah, <laughs> this chemical is not. Uh, it's uh, it was shown in one study in mice to show have uh, caused tumors, but in like dosages that were. You know, orders like you would have to eat ten thousand, you know, a hundred times more than Jared eats of, of Subway a day for to reach the same levels, and even then, it might not work happen in humans. Um, so, anyhow, long story short, this stuff is the the links were totally uh, tenuous, and the news outlets just ran with it. And so, what did Subway do? Nothing. No, they're pulling that chemical out of their bread. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? Good, because it may not cause cancer and it may not be this awful uh, asthmatic um, threat. threat, but it's still fucking disgusting. Their bread smells like shit, well, and, and you don't need 
an ass ton of chemicals to keep everything perfect and white for your food to be edible. Who fucking cares if the bread isn't perfectly white? Take the fucking chemicals out. But if you do happen to like white, white fluffy bread, you can go to get your fix because uh, of, of azodicarbonide at McDonald's, Wendy's, Arby's, Burger King, Jack in the Box, Carl's Jr., and White Castle. Because a bunch of those, other shitholes that I don't need. All those places use the same thing. You know, do the yeah, same thing. All those places are producing food that's killing people and making them super fat. Mm, well, I think that I'm all. I agree to some degree, and I also think that personal responsibility is you know, a big deal. A big yeah. deal too. Uh, but I yes, digress. But so I, here there are the good be things. Some corporate sponsorship, absolutely. Um, but it's not that the that chemical, the azodicarbonamide. Um, but we don't need it. No, no, it's true. But like we don't so actually. Many, we don't so need. We don't need McDonald's. Right. I mean, right. for that matter. So. But there's so many. There's so many food colors, dyes, and and chemicals that are just purely for aesthetic reasons and things we've just grown to accept. Like, oh, white bread. I like white bread sure. because I saw images of white bread in Millbrook commercials in the seventies. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, no. Grow I, up. I agree. It doesn't have to be a certain color, like all the yellow dyes and cheese, because cheese right. is supposed Cheddar to be... Cheese, I don't yeah. give a shit. Like, just yeah. make some fucking cheese. It doesn't fucking matter what color it is. Like, but, don't make it nasty and have all this unnecessary shit just because it, in some decade, generations ago, it was decided that a cheese should be a certain color because some animated commercial or cartoon popularized cheese being yellow. Like, give me a fucking break. Grow and, up. And yet people get really picky about the way food looks. I mean, people... You eat with your stupid. eyes. By the same token, I really don't like it, like alarmists. I am not a big fan right. of alarmists at all. That pisses That's, me off. That more was my point, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. That pisses me <laughs> off more than the, the food sub... No, I don't really like... I don't like people sneaking shit by me, and I don't like people making shit up. Those are two things I don't like. Oh, hi. Hi, Hello. microphone. Hello, microphone. I don't like when people talk over the top of a microphone when it's designed to be directional and pick up I your voice. I have really good <laughs> posture right now, and I intend to lose it. All right. So the good news is the Olympics went off without a hitch, relatively. You Wait, know. We're done. We're not done. We're, I didn't feel like we had exhausted that topic. No, we're talking good news. We were, no, I thought we were talking about alarmists. Alarmists. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. We found a way because to make there are this good news something to, to bitch about. <laughs> right, exactly. So, Success! W- um, <laughs> right, because we're looking for clicks and eyeballs. No, but the eyeballs. good news, I suppose the good news is that somebody said this woman's being an alarmist. We don't need to be frightened. That's right. the good news. Yeah, and that has, in the ta- you know, in the aftermath of, of the, the hype, there have been posting saying like oh, look at it. it's used all over the place it's you know i think there should be a blog i'm sure there is a blog somebody tell me about the blog that is um shit you don't actually need to worry about oh well there's <laughs> like scientifically like, supported shit that's not actually an issue yeah there's um there's science-based medicine which is a good one oh and there's skeptic is a good one mm. um but is it all Snopes? positive or is it all no 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 yeah some of it look out for this. No, like it, Snopes, I know, I know. Yeah, Snopes. yeah. But that's mostly like, is this is this viral video true or not? True or not, or legitimate? Yeah, uh, those there are sites out there that are not just debunking things, but also promoting, you know, just promoting things. things. That's what like, I like. Skeptic is a good one. Um, a, I I never get on fights in fights over Facebook. I have one friend who about loses. He loses about one friend a day because he gets on fights in Facebook. They're all hysterical. One, of, they're usually about grammar. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's too easy. That's fish in a barrel. I know. I know it is. Um, but the the few times I've ever like lost friends over Facebook is because they posted something ridiculous. And I feel like the the I don't like like calling people out, but I have occasionally like posted the Snopes report on this completely 
alarmist bullshit mm. post the article that they posted. And it's like, I don't want to private message them because it's like everybody who sees that should know it's bullshit, you know? Right. Yeah. And I post and they like, def- like people get so pissed off when you tell them that they've been mistaken. No one wants to hear the truth because yeah. it's or guys, yeah, Facebook yeah. isn't an engine of truth. And people want to feel like they're, they're spreading the truth when they're telling people about, you know, Whatever additives in you know, my father sends always sending stuff out now. Just look it up at Snopes and say, Oh, this is bullshit, and then I never hear back from him. (laughs) I actually posted something that was bullshit once, and then I I took a second, looked at it, and it was like, Wait a second, this is off. And I looked it up, and it was bullshit. And then I left it on my page and posted the Snopes and said, Everyone, this is bullshit. (laughs) That's good. It's like, it like the debunking is you you have to be just as viral with the debunking as with the the everything I post on Facebook is bullshit. I I will say um, about alarmists, I there are alarmists on both sides. I mean, the whole all of Fox News is alarmist. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's its mo. and seeing it on the other side is frustrating because it's cheap and it's a it's a it's a fallout of uh, I think social media because everything is in such short snippets that you just need a bite you need a quote mm-hmm. you need a headline you need something a click yeah. mm-hmm. um, so you're not interested in telling a full story you're interested in pushing a button um, and that's that's aggravating but if we were to look for a positive from this particular instance of alarmist mm-hmm. people are talking about chemical additives in food. Sure. Yeah, that's not sure. the worst thing. No, no, it's not. And uh, it, it, but it, it, good information is is what you need. Always, you know, unjust attacks are yeah. never justified. Um, I'm just thinking. A friend of mine is a reviewer, an LA Times movie reviewer, and uh, I don't remember which uh, Fox News. Uh, I think it was Glenn Beck. Um, attacked her because he lifted a half of a sentence out of her review. That oh, made it sound God. like she was calling the American military cowardly when oh, she right. was calling the filmmakers cowardly, cowardly. for not yeah. addressing. You know, and it just turned oh, into God. this gigantic explosive thing. And I was like, it was so obvious that no one actually read the review. And you're all getting so pissed off without right. any information or context. Right. Take two seconds. That's Why are you so ready to get pissed off? That's infuriating. Um, you know Could who- you imagine Glenn Beck if he wasn't pissed off, though? What would he have? Right, Nothing. right. Well, right. Do you know like who, said, that's do the, you know who John animal. Ronson is? He, he's an, an English John Ron. J- yeah, John Ron. I don't know. J Ron. He's um <laughs> he's an English J Ron 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 J Ron Ron journalist, and he wrote this book about psychopa- psychopathy last year that we've got mm-hmm. a bunch of. Ooh, I've never heard it pronounced psychopathy. Um, yeah, that's how it's pronounced. I like it. And um and then he also uh, the book he did before was about conspiracy theorists, not theories, but the people who believe in them. Very what would you call an empathetic cyclops? Um. Sorry, go on. Empathoclops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds like you're monomaniacally empathic. But uh, go on. We'll figure it out. Monomaniacally. <laughs> That's how it's pronounced. Uh, so he went to infiltrate this some secret meeting of one of these societies that meets in the woods with an act. And like rich secret people. psychopaths, it's like no, no. This the secret is psychos. druids. No, these are like rich people, like druids. No, rich, like powerful people, like Bil- mm. like the Bilderbergs or you know Knights Templar, something like no, that. No, the Knights Templar weren't rich. So he he Templar, Templar, Templar. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why do I bother speaking? Are you guys because you can just go <laughs> blather to each other for two hours. Um, so he found 
he got Alex Jones to go with him. Alex Jones is this big conspiracy theorist who has a radio show, and he's just a loudmouth yeller. And, and so they go and infiltrate this place, you know, and then supposedly they, they have ritual sacrifices and all this mm-hmm. bullshit stuff. And in it England. Was, what? In England. No, no, it was here in the U.S. Okay. So it's basically hot fuzz. Uh, yeah, well, that's what they were expecting. And they go, and it's just a bunch of rich people just it, dressed up in costume in the woods, you know. Just doing nothing. Doing nothing. Of duh. I mean, what kind of costumes? Uh, some of them in drag, and but I, you know, it's really? kind, it's kind of fucked of up. Really? Not, not all of That's them. That's kind of fun. Now I'm yeah. interested again. <laughs> right. And then there's a big statue of an owl there. So on. Not an owl. An owl. An owl. And he and then Alex Jones was like, Are "You sure you it know, wasn't just a conspiracy of owls show?" He said, it's a "Rock uh, band from Detroit." Oh, good, good. Look them up. They're good. All right. Uh, and so Alex Jones is like, the, the owl represents Satan. And it was like, no, the owl That's is an owl, because they're, and they're in the woods. It's wis- owls in it's the woods. wisdom. <laughs> so, was it Bubo? So then Alex Jones The said, electronic owl from the original Clash oh, of the Titans. Right. Yeah. He was in the remake. Yep. Was he? Yeah. yeah it was, well, I wasn't was stupid enough thing. to watch the remake, was I? <laughs> Boy, I was. Release the Live crackers. every day with that regret. <laughs> um. So Alex Jones was saying how he wanted to. He's going to like blow the what a minor regret to carry Jesus around. Jesus Christ! Shut the fuck up! Burden. Oh my God! Oh yes, yes. Do, do, do stop! Do stop the comedy! Oh uh, no! You, if you did something funny, it would be. But if you were just laughing at something Emily yeah. already said, oh no, she's laughing at me. I, yeah, yeah. It is the comedy's <laughs> continuing from my seat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Point being, Alex Jones was saying like. I'm going to you know, blow the lid off this thing and expose them for all the, the crazy shit they're doing here. And John Ronson said, well, they're just they're not doing they're having a party. And Alex Jones basically said, yeah, but my listeners have an expectation of... Uh, and of, he ba- right. uh, yeah, and so well, they, that would that give them a thrill. That yeah. would give the owl worshippers a real thrill. The idea that somebody's is describing out about them. Yeah. Yeah. So there was gives a, them power. Yeah. There was a public mind survey that was done. And the recently. owl statue's eyes started glowing with the power of fear. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a survey done through Farley Dickinson University, Farley Dickinson, I guess, uh, and they found out that people on were less informed on the news if they followed Fox News as opposed to no news at all. Ouch. Mm, not and, surprising. And the difference between not being informed and being misinformed. Yeah. 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 On, on national and international questions. NPR right. listeners were the most informed and Daily Show listeners uh, watchers were number were two. Were the funniest and the most fun to hang out with. No, yeah. they were the, num- the number two <laughs> most informed weed. people. <laughs> right. yeah, and they had the best weed. But <laughs> my point <laughs> was that there is good news to be had. Right. See what happens when you don't respect the format, Marty? No, you just don't respect me. That's the, <laughs> but that's, I guess, the format. Yeah. Right, exactly. Jesus. So the Olympics ended. No yeah, ready for attack. a new topic now. <laughs> no gay hate crimes. There's still a lot of gay hate, but no crimes. Yeah, but guys, we lost to the fucking Ruskies. No, we beat them on certain things. We beat we them. We lost in the, the medal count. But in the final end. But they're a wintry country. It's their home turf, too. And there's their home turf. And so they cheated. And the well, gays, some, they're, they're, yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, some... some co- they're used to I'm the sure hatred. I'm sure it's because they cheated. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, of course, they, uh, they did have their problems with uh, corruption and whatnot. But, um, and then the uprising that we talked about last week in Ukraine, that ended peacefully after a lot of bloodshed. Did it really end? It did. Just because they won the biathlon? Uh, no. It no. Gave them something to rally around? Because they negotiated with the president, and he disappeared... And they released the 
the unfairly imprisoned prime minister, Yulia Tymoshenko. Or did they just negotiate with Venezuela to say, now you have problems? Uh, well, Venezuela, yeah. no, you know, yeah, they passed the baton. But the point is, the, the protests work. And, uh, and John McCain was like saying that like, the president was being a pussy for not getting involved. And they worked it out. It so. God, that's respectable, isn't it? Yeah. And then, God, that's respectable. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed with respect. For Ukraine? For Ukraine. Go yeah. You notice that I didn't call it the Ukraine? Because no. I listened to two weeks ago's podcast. It was last week's. All right. <laughs> Chuck Hagel, the Secretary of Defense, announced his plans to reduce the number of the military by around 20%. Um, and part of this is because, what he's saying is because the, the, need, the global needs of the military have changed, and so mm. it's less man-powered oriented. But there's more, also this, more drone-powered? There's that. And the, uh, and the, but there's also the sequester, because that has cut off a certain percent from the defense, so they mm-hmm. need to find cuts there. Uh, the Congress has not resolved that budget issue. Shocker. Um, uh, it, yeah, it's still not enough to cover that, and we still could cut a lot more. He didn't say anything about cutting contractors, which is a big uh, thing, but it's a start, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we already spend... Uh, you know, the as much as the next 12 countries in terms of military budget. God, I wish we didn't. Uh, China's number two. We spend over five times as much as they do on the military. Oh. Yeah. To um, be fair, though, DARPA's pretty cool. Yeah, DARPA is... DARPA's way cool. Yes. Thank you, DARPA, for the robots. Thank you, DARPA. Um, and the NBA, they just had their first openly gay player play. Jason Collins. Jason Collins. Who played. came out um, when he was a... F- Unsigned free agent. That's correct. So the story was big last year, but now he actually was signed to a 10-day contract with the Brooklyn Nets. And so he, he's a he's the forerunner for Michael Sam. Uh, yeah. Because he's actually playing, playing. Exactly. actively playing And he came out when sports. he was in a very vulnerable position. He was, he yes. Did, yeah. and, uh, and Michael Sam kind of tanked at the Columbine. I don't know if you guys follow the NFL. I actually, I know you guys don't follow the NFL <laughs> Columbine. I don't know why I, I would give you guys the, the benefit is. of that doubt. Well, do you want to explain to what the Columbine is? Uh, it's... um. I keep calling it the Columbine, but it's the Combine. Um, oh, Combine. <laughs> so why don't I get it right before trying to explain it inaccurately? Um, it's basically a chance for college players to run the 440 and do do a bunch of physical tests and Actually, be timed. The, and, and the 40. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, just the 40? It's, yeah, it's, of course, it's short distances, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and just sort of be timed and evaluated and have scouts see them under in a high-pressure situation under the national media's attention and, and, mm-hmm. and start to evaluate them and place them on their wish list for the draft. And, and he well. did not perform well. Um, and part of, part of it is he, he sounds exhausted in interviews mm-hmm. because there's so much media attention on him because he did come out and, and he, he just sounds dismissive and he and said exhausted. That, he said that I wish people would just think of me as an NFL player and not right. the gay NFL player. Right. But... You know. That's unfortunately what happens when you come out. Yeah, if you're the first. If you're the first, yeah. yeah. It's if you're just the like, first. You know, uh, all these, uh, there was a the trans person who was on um, the Today Show with mm-hmm. Katie Cork or whatever, Katie Cork, you know, and she was asking her about her private parts and the model got freaked out and or angry, because it is invasive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's also, if you're the first person, everybody has the same question. That's the first thing that goes right. through people's minds, unfortunately. Right. So you gotta, I want to know about So somebody that. should just... Actually, the first thing that goes through my mind is, do I say he or she? I honestly get super really? tripped up. Yeah. If they, if they identify as a woman, you say she. 
All right. I don't hang out. I don't know that many. I don't so know that. What there needs to be. But it, there you, there's even an attempt to. One page. That I'm sh- not allowed to continue with any of my thoughts on today's show. Well, no. You need, That's you're not the format. allowed to interrupt me when I'm already in the middle of a sentence. Well, then what am I doing here? Oh, jeez. There How needs long to be have you one, been married? There needs to be one YouTube, like, short that just expl- answers the top 10 questions and then everybody can just watch that and then they're, they're, they're out there well then people should watch it and they need to be more interesting then yeah and better promoted yeah and sponsored by subway um but yeah you you call their gender whatever they however they identify I, right I but it's still it's you know you, i know that that's what you're supposed to do and i know that if you look like a woman then it's a woman but it still is a stumbling block mm-hmm. if it looks like sure. a woman if she looks like a woman but is a man or i know that she was born a man. you know it's a stumbling block and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah and it's not always that odd. i mean there are, i don't know are you just cross-dressing and you do identify as a man there are right. a million sure. categories there That's are a true. million categories and I, it's not without asking questions it's not necessarily obvious but uh, my point was my first question isn't what's going on under your blouse my my first question is to, i don't know i don't know how to even refer to you like that that's where i get that's where my mind goes first in fact, my point is that i'm innocent Right. <laughs> no, you're perhaps naive, but you're, innocent. No, you're not innocent. You're ignorant. I prefer naive. Mm. Well, it's not. I don't. I think. I think that it's not um, widespread enough. And right. if you don't know, also, why someone, am I not ignorant of something that I know nothing about? Of course, I'm ignorant. Know somebody who's transgender. Well, I haven't watched the YouTube video. You ask. You yeah, know? and Emily just educated you, so you should thank her. But I would need to know first if they're even transgendered or if they're just cross-dressing. So I would still have to ask awkward questions. And I, yeah, you know, I, when I went up to San Francisco, I was staying with a girlfriend of mine from college and, or from high school, and uh, she had a roommate who I saw this person, and to my eyes, there was no question in my mind that this was a woman with short hair and dressed in pajamas. And so we were just hanging, and his, his name was Gabriel, and so, you know, very, very gender neutral name, and, uh, it wasn't until my friend from college said, oh yeah, you know, Gabriel has this problem, he always does this all the time, I was like, it just blew my mind. It just blew right. my mind that this person, you know, identified as as a as a he, and I would have totally stumbled if it was up to me to make the pronoun first. Right. I totally would have said she, but you know, it's like um, sometimes you just have to listen to clues. And I and I, most of the transgender people I know are kind of like they've just trained themselves into patience. You know, <laughs> you'd have to, yeah, yeah, because it's it's because you're just going to live a a very frustrated life if if you hit the anger switch every time. Well, yeah, and they're like there's still sort of it's not a very common thing and it's not widespread knowledge and so a lot of the transgender people i know are aware that they're for most people the first transgender person that most people will meet right you know and so unfortunately for them they have to be sort of the training ground and anybody who is at least trying and has an open mind to being educated about a subject shouldn't be a source of frustration i do remember at brown i was not taught about malcolm x in high school we talked. We had Martin Luther King Day. We celebrated. We watched mm-hmm. the speech. No one said a fucking thing about the Black Panthers, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. any any of the darker side of the civil rights movement. It was just not taught. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Malcolm X to date myself, the Malcolm X movie was coming out while um, I was at Brown, and I remember uh, a white guy saying, "God, I don't I don't know anything about Malcolm X," which I didn't either. And um, there was a black woman who knew the story in and out and had an opportunity to educate, but instead just got super pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. You ignorant son of a bitch. You don't know anything about it. It's like, well, there was your chance to educate the guy. Like, how? Right. I, I don't know anything about it, and I'm not racist, and I'm not an asshole, and I'm not closed-minded. It's not, if it's not taught, I don't know about it. 
Right. You know, there are a lot of things that I go digging for that wasn't one of them when I was 18. Yeah, I don't know. And there was a chance to educate, you know. I don't know all the battles of the American Revolution. Right. (laughs) It's just like, oh, geez. God, Marty, get it together. (laughs) Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Um, Let's see. And finally, well, there was a couple other funny things. There's um, the Exxon, the CEO of Exxon is suing to uh, stop fracking in his near his, you know, several hundred acre ranch, right. which is pretty funny. Um, fracking is the you know extracting natural gas, and he objects to it. It is also the word for fucking in Battlestar Galactica. BSG. because they cannot say. Is that true? Yeah, they can't say the word fuck in and, television. And the way they, I don't know if you heard about that. but do they use it sexually or just as a substitute for the curse? It's exact same way as exactly. fracking. Okay. Yeah, and and they get away with fuck. it like, Sorry. and they say it with the same <laughs> like, hmm. the same angry tone, and it's they they sort of put it off like that's what happens in the future. They they've moved beyond fucking to fracking. I yeah, it, it always gets me though. It always sounds so fucking cheesy when they say it, and it's like the actors know they're saying something stupid, so they always kind of have this like. Fracker, and it's not like <laughs> it's never that pronounced, but it always comes out. It's always like really they, always, they would do that in Firefly too, where they sort of they, they imagined they imagined yeah they imagined yeah. a future language where uh, China had become such a major superpower that certain Chinese isms were making their way into English, and, and it was always a little like yeah okay. In, in which one? Firefly. Oh, Firefly. Yeah. It was a fascinating idea, but it was always sort of. It, it had that sort of 80s Battlestar Galactica thing of like 11 parsecs. But I like right. the way it was done in Blade Runner where you've got Edward James almost mixing Spanish and Cantonese and English when, in, when he's speaking. Oh, I, I saw that fairly recently. The, the, most, the most recent director's cut with the digitally... <laughs> like yeah, the 17 the 14, different cuts. Yeah, yeah. With the digitally... In, uh, uh, they, they used a CGI to... Um, they brought an actress back. Uh-huh. To have her refilm a scene or film an additional scene and use CGI to make her look the age she was at the, you know, well, super was... complicated stuff and like flipped some shots of Rudger Hauer so that it, the screen direction made more sense. And it was a very effective. It was a very great I presentation. Mean, I but I don't, voiceover I, my or point no is, voiceover? I don't, uh, no voiceover. Uh. And introduced by Harrison Ford himself. No. Which was pretty fun. And also because it was all shot in downtown LA in the Bradbury cool. building and all the, and right across from the Grand Central Market and all this. And now that I live there, I was like, oh my, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That's not the same floating blimp that's outside my window. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but my point of bringing that up is um, Harrison Ford and I are tight and I don't remember that <laughs> oh, yeah. aspect of, I, yeah, when I mean, speaking, I was completely immersed in the world. Like I didn't feel left behind by anything, but I don't, I don't specifically remember that because that's a really clever idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it does, I mean, we do use words from other languages and mm-hmm. you know especially if you watch like the japanese people it'll just be or you know it's usually the asians asians we just hear like well, that's also like cool but a little right yeah and you can yeah. pick out the the identifiable words a lot more easily coca-cola yeah and finally in musica muy caliente y cool cores light that's that's bill speaking chinese yeah uh, finally, That's my impression of Marty's mom. Oh yeah, <laughs> how dare you! Uh, finally, in good news, Reed uh, Fontaine and Michael John were finally arrested. So there was a farmer in Herkimer County, New York, who was wondering why his cows were, were anxious and weren't producing as much milk as possible. So he set up uh, surveillance ca- cameras, and and then he caught Reed Fontaine and Michael John fucking the cows. Awesome! <laughs> and like one of them was filming the other. Oh. And uh, so, ah. he, he, no, they were caught. Justice is served. This is good news. 
This is good news. Those cows are finally safe. I'm always disappointed when I'm reminded how disgusting humanity is. We will no longer have little man cows running around. Oh, Oh, Tyson tweeted that the feed was dumped again. Whatever that means. What? I don't know what that means. Oh. But I'm reporting it. Okay. Um, Shoot. Sorry, guys. Um, We'll talk about cow fucking while I just uh, check in with Will, would you? Uh, what is that? Any other subject, yeah. really. Yeah, and I feel like Emily and I could have... Uh... It is, it is, it's not even noon. I can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but come noon, move. <laughs> <Moon. laughs> um, I just don't, I, I understand. I think sex is great. I think having access, access to sex is a blessing. Mm-hmm. I just, I've never needed to get off badly enough that I would that go chasing farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't need it. I got, I got, I got books. Yeah. I'm reading books. I can read these books. Yeah. I get, uh, there's work to be done. Bill's solution for you sexual know? perverts. Jesus. Books. Yeah, but get, get a job. I don't know. <laughs> like, distract yourself <laughs> with something other than cow anus. Oh. Like, come on. I can't bear it. That's, I don't get um, it. I don't get it. It was the anus. It was the cow vagina. Oh, well, that's cool. I thought it was bestial anal. Uh, Bestiality. That's, that's uh, your twist of mind going. <laughs> no, crazy. that's my next band. <laughs> All right, big condolences. Anal bestiality. Uh, big, Can we stop big talking about this now? Uh, to the Ramis family, Harold Ramis. Oh, heartbreaking. I mean, he it wasn't out of nowhere. He'd been sick for a while. He just had, had, had kept it, so so it wasn't just the most brutal, tragic shock to the family. but Vascular inflammatory disease. Do you know mm-hmm. how that manifests itself? Uh, I, I actually just oh. read about it, but I, I didn't retain it. It, made, it was written clearly because it made sense at the time, but I did not retain it. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a blood disease. Ugh. That, I, his, a friend of mine posted, uh, put it in a perspective that I thought was great. He listed even maybe a third of his credits, all of which were completely legendary and indelible mm-hmm. and said I mean, most of you know uh, everybody stop procrastinating harold ramus didn't yes he, he you probably know him as egon spangle from the egon egon spangle from the ghostbusters egon. movie uh and he also co-wrote those movies with dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd, who actually yeah. dan Aykroyd actually believes in ghosts um wrote and directed groundhog day which is one of the le- most, most classic comedies of all time mm-hmm. um wrote animal house Oh really? Co- co-wrote. co-wrote. Yeah, he co-wrote all these movies. Co-wrote Animal House. He, uh, di- wrote and directed Caddyshack. Co-wrote and directed Caddyshack. Yeah, right, right. Well, no, I mean, if, the, if you the, have the page he, he, up, just read it because I'm going to get them all I, wrong. I, no, no, no. <laughs> and he co-wrote all, all his guessing. movies because, like, he came out of Second City in Chicago, and then I thought he wrote Groundhog Day on his own. I know he directed it. Oh, okay. And uh, he he uh, met John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and I, uh, John Belushi and Bill Murray in Second City. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, longtime collaborator with Bill Murray. And then Belushi went to New York. To Stripes. Belushi went to New York to do the National Lampoon radio show and, and an off Broadway show with Bill Murray. And then they brought in Harold Ramis to be in that. And then from there, they, you know, they became famous. Became famous. Oh, yeah. no. Then he went to SCTV. And he became head writer at SCTV for a couple of years in Canada. I'm pointing to a map like New York to. <laughs> um, 
but anyhow. Yeah, just so gifted and really embraced that second set of ethos of community and communal collaboration. That's why the, collaboration. I co-writing because that was part of it. He wrote... And a lot of improv. He co-wrote, I think, um, Brian Doyle Murray was one of the writers on Caddyshack mm-hmm. and who's Bill Murray's brother. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... it's it's and awesome. it's funny, I was hearing uh, some tributes to him on the radio and everything, and they played the Bill Murray clip from Caddyshack of, about the Dalai Lama. Mm. I think he's going to stiff me. And uh, he says, you know, the whole, it's like a really famous speech. And they're playing it as a tribute to Hill Ramis. But of course, Bill Murray improvised the whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> but, it is, but it is a tribute to the director to, set, to make his actors comfortable and set them free. And also to be able to use something Jed, a- Jed Apatow, a lesson Jed Apatow could learn, who's a disciple of Ramis, to learn to, u- or to, to be able to use improvisation in a way that still tells the story of your film and just doesn't feel like random distractions random and random segments of like, hey, my friends are funny. But actually, oh, this is a movie with a point of view and a plot that moves forward, but mm. also has these improvised moments. That's insightful, Bill. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And he also directed uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Right. Which was written by John Hughes. and uh, Was it? Yeah, yeah. I was just watching The Breakfast Club and sort of lamenting the early loss of John Hughes. And um, we grew up in a pretty good, good time for, for movies, well, guys. I think so. I think so. So we being me and actually we're all different ages. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he, even though John Hughes got writing, sole writing credit, uh, Harold Ramis said that he and Chevy Chase basically, you know, they rewrote it as they were filming it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, and, you know, I'm sure that's true because Chevy Chase was originally hired as a writer on Saturday Night Live. He wasn't supposed to be on camera. Really? Yeah. So He only did the first season, right? He only did the first season. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I hear he's intolerable. I hear that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hear that Absolutely. as well. But I, I think my favorite movie of Harold Ramis's was Groundhog Day. I mean, that's one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time. It's just airtight. And also, I was reading that, that uh, he got into, I forget this, why the switch. I forget what happened, but... He, I think in order to survive the Hollywood machine, he got very heavily into Buddhism and spirituality and groundhog, which is great because he never flew it in people's faces, which is what drives me crazy about most people who out here who are in search of Mm -hmm. inner peace is that they're, it's very outer. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, (laughs) you're not reading those books properly because I don't give a shit what you believe in. So leave (laughs) me alone. Um, but, uh, he, it, it was at a time when he was really actively pursuing spirituality that he wrote uh, and directed, co-wrote and directed Groundhog Day. Because wow. it's very much about a man who wakes up every day and it's always the same day. <laughs> it's very much, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's tackling much bigger issues than it seems to be yeah, on the surface. Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect blend of like fantasy, comedy, pathos, romance, and then and in a much larger... Oh, Go get him, Bruno. Whoa, so Bruno can interrupt you with barking, and he gets an aww. aww. And I interrupt you with jokes, and I get yelled at. Mm, not I so see much how jokes, it is. just interrupting. It's not as much, not as cute a face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck both of you. <laughs> That's I'm moving to the East Coast. That's not a joke. That's just an insult. Uh, so Stephen Tobolowski, who is in uh, Groundhog Day, uh, as Ned, oh, a legendary character actor, as Ned Ryerson, he did a, an AMA yesterday on Reddit and had a couple... Nice little anecdotes about Harold Ramis. Oh, yeah, I love Groundhog Day. That's the other thing about Harold Ramis, beyond his body of work, is that he is universally praised as being unchanged by his success in the industry and being incredibly genuous, generous with his time and an all-around genuine guy. That's, that's high praise indeed. Isn't it? I have a girlfriend. She's uh, 32. I don't know, but she's, mad, she's madly in love with Harold Ramis. And like for, for her birthday, like 
It's hard to find Harold Ramis stuff where it's like actually him. Like it's not, you know, like his movies or something. But we right. finally found a, a friend of ours finally found her, this little Egon, in one of those claw machines. You know, oh, like, yeah. Put 25 cents in and they probably spent God knows 30 much. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are fucking impossible. <laughs> to like, it's to almost as this, if it's designed so that you can't, can't win. win. So this like six inch tall little stuffed Harold or little stuffed Egon. And wow. she, ch- she was inconsolable yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so his later works, I wasn't such a huge fan of. Analyze this. Multiplicity. Analyze that. Um, hmm. I mean, he's still a comedy legend, but I think that, I mean, maybe the problem with those movies were it was part of the 90s. And I would say that, like, the, that the 90s had some shit, shitty, shitty movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched Sleepers yesterday, which is, I think, 96, with, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman, De Niro, Pitt, and, you know, uh, uh, Jason... Um, Patrick and you know, the star uh, Kevin Bacon, the star-studded movie. Barry Levinson directed it, and it's just a bad What's it about? movie. It's a. It's not ba- about the Catholic um, priest scandal. No, no, it's based on a true story, or supposedly a true story about um, uh, these boys who get sent to reform school and get abused. I knew there was abuse, and uh, by the guards, and then. Two One of the guards was Catholic. And he just didn't talk about it very much. <laughs> when he didn't wear it on his sleeve. Face, yeah. <laughs> when they're adults, they, uh, two of them are criminals, and they, they kill one of the guards, and then the other two conspire to help them you know, buck, the, buck the trial. And you know, it's, very, it's so overdone, humorless, and then everything is just so neatly tied in a bow at the end. Like mm-hmm. it just felt like it just went through the development process over and over right. again to like no it's got to be perfect and everything has to be just there uh, like square edges and and mm. perfect symmetry. That's kind of how I felt about the Lego Movie. Go on. And they hadn't embraced unhappy endings yet in the nineties, had they? Uh, well, I mean, they had in the seventies, but then they forgot them in the eighties, and right. then that continued. And the thing is, I work for the company that that developed that that movie, <laughs> you know, that produced that movie. So I was there working in. That department, and I think I did script notes on it, so I probably am part of that problem. So it's your fault. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I apologize. Bad, all the bad movies in the 90s are Marty's fault. And I'd say, say that, like, Analyze This, Multiplicity, they, those probably went through similar development processes. Like, I, oh, and I was watching Terminator 2 last night. and that I actually don't think that's a great movie. It's a shitty movie. I don't know why that became such a legendary film. I remember at the time being like, I, it's not awesome, guys. There's moments, I loved but it at the any, time. I, I did too. And any it's movie, the T, what is it? The T two thousand, the new one, the the what's his name? The, Patrick, the guy from Cleveland. Yeah, the guy from Cleveland. The actor from that, Cleveland. That, that Robert Patrick, Robert Johnny Cash's Patrick. dad. That character is so cool. Like it is a cool funny. character, and I cool. hadn't I had not seen effects like that before mm-hmm. in my life, and that that was exciting. But I remember thinking like, this is long. This kid is annoying. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, he is the, so bad in that movie. Hey, don't he's, speak ill of the dead. You no, know, he's not dead, isn't he? J- Edward Furlong. Are you sure? Yeah, yes. Brad Renfro, who was in Sleepers, he's the one who died. Oh, okay. Are yeah. you sure? What did he yeah. die of? He drugs, drug overdose. Duh. Why did I ask? Uh, but Edward Furlong got into drugs too. But he mm-hmm. he has he's in like all these bad horror films right now. Yeah, he's but, around. Uh, but and, any movie uh, that starts with, like has a scene where like George Thorogood and the Destroyers is like a punchline, <laughs> bad, 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 you know, we like you can't all in it. It is just I'm out. It's Generic like, idea. Yeah, and that 
it's, this is a cliche. But the special effects, I just remember when seeing them, that I was just we had never seen anything like yeah, that. Yeah, the liquid, uh, the liquid metal. Yeah, that was really impressive. Yeah, and some of the action's good, but the movie is terrible. I, I mean, it, it, it neutering uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger so he shoots everyone in the knees to make a kid happy, so there are no casualties that's just by the way for those dumb. who are just back on the stream we're talking about how bad 90s movies are and uh, linda linda hamilton was so over the top I'm she's like, oh, so over God, the top get yeah. out. everybody relax this is annoying <laughs> and i watched la confidential again and oh does that not hold up oh that's amazing la confidential come on wait a minute la confidential came out in the 90s yeah it's like 90 yeah. something huh. i i have i haven't seen it uh recently but i i do remember really enjoying that that movie is pretty airtight. Um, okay, what, 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 what? <laughs> just some of the acting was really over the top. And just, again, how neatly everything ties up at the end. Like, it doesn't quite make sense, the final way that everything wraps up. But oh, I thought it. Oh, I, remember, I, I, remember I remember some of it being sort of loosey-goosey. Like, he sort of got away... With yeah, something, and he's using it. He's using them for a promotion, but they don't really respect each other. But they're letting each other walk, and blah blah blah. It doesn't, it doesn't quite make like, sense. Well, I remember sense. when 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 uh, the Usual Suspects came out, everybody wanted to be have Kaiser Soze in their movies. You know, like everybody mm-hmm. wanted it to have that twist. It was like the first movie to really do that extraordinarily successfully. And I felt like L.A. Confidential was one of the ones that wanted to be that wanted to be. The Usual Suspects, and that was my mm. criticism of it at the time. But then I watched it on its own, you know, several years later. I actually had to study it in film school. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, this movie was actually pretty, pretty tight. Well, so 1994, the the top, the highest grossing films. Not that gross is a, uh, a measure of how good a film is, but Lion King was first. That's fine. Uh, Forrest Gump, number two. Oh, also very good. I don't like it. I en- I enjoyed it when I saw it um, because I was living in England and I was getting very homesick and I saw it uh, actually in Ireland when I was on a trip by myself. I rented a car and drove around Ireland, ended up in some small town, went to went to the movies, and I was homesick. And mm-hmm. it th- these vistas of distinctly American um, geography mm-hmm. were. Very effective to me, and it's a very it's a very American story overall. But it was it was more just the visuals beyond anything else that I enjoyed. But yeah, it, it I do remember thinking this sort of like is meandering a bit and trying too hard. And I, think I don't that's know if it, it holds up. I haven't it, seen it since it came out. Um, True Lies was number three. Oh god, that movie is terrible. Yeah, I don't know why everyone thinks that movie is so great. It's not that. Kind I don't think anybody awful. thinks it's great. I don't know. Even though it was the third grossing film, it made. Do you know anybody who knows that it's the top of the hour? And you're listening to the Smod Ghost Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Network. I know nope, one guy. Did not, did I know one that. guy who knows. I know one guy who's supposed to push a button to make a We're sound happen. We're waiting on that guy. That's all right. Let's keep going with the gross top grossing films. What was it? Ninety four. Uh, Ninety four. Yeah. God, True Lies was stupid as cuss. Um, what was the next one? That's I'm sorry. What? True lies was stupid as cuss. <laughs> cuss Stinger. Well, the, the, the one thing that about that movie is like, yeah. Where's my pretentious thing? BP Dubs. Is it because uh, I haven't been pretentious thing pretentious yet? Yeah, we haven't done anything pretentious okay. thing yet. Uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis gets tortured in that movie by her husband. Yeah, it was yeah. so fucking twisted and, like, and dumb. but it was out of love. You know, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, then you got the mask speed. I loved the mask. Is that bad? Should I not? No, it's, it's, I loved that. movie. I think I thought it was just imaginative. All right. The Flintstones, the mask, dumb and dumber for the Flintstones disclosure. 
Uh, Four weddings and a funeral Stargate. was clever, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I think that I, I maybe I'm just I mean, speaking the British about get a pass studio do everything films. right. Yeah, right. Uh, studio films. I just think just went through this very um, horrible development process that is not yeah. really used as much there were, anymore. There were a lot of as there always are, but there were a lot of gorgeous indies. Um, Living yeah. in oblivion. Yeah. Oh, and you've got uh, oh, 96 kicking and screaming. Like ninety six had some powerful good movies that year. That was that was Shine, Fargo, uh, Secrets and Lies, Breaking the Waves. Mm. Yeah. All really good films. Yeah, they're definitely. I think about one of those was American. They're definitely <laughs> right, exceptions. Exactly. I mean, you've got Kevin. Pretentious thing. <laughs> you've got Kevin Smith. You've got um, everything European's Tarantino. better. No, I'm speaking about American people. No, I'm making oh, fun see, of Emily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were saying a lot of European stuff. Yeah. Well, go back to Europe, you. <laughs> Europhile. If only I could. Um, but do you think that movies are better now in the studio system? So you didn't like the Lego movie. I just felt that it was, you know, I could just feel the rewrites to make it airtight. And it was like it was, this is, this is like a sideways complaint because it was, as far as formula goes, it was perfect. But I could see the formula. Right, right. You know? And like Pixar, I think Pixar does it really well because Pixar nails the formula, but I don't see it because I'm so invested in the characters. Ooh, right. So you think, think Frozen is better than the Lego movie? I didn't get into Frozen. It's not a very good movie. I didn't, I didn't get it. Did you? Oh, speaking of Frozen, have you guys seen this? It's, it's viral right now. There's this, she's called uh, the, like, the well-behaved Mormon woman, and she wrote this blog about how Frozen is actually a hidden agenda for homosexuality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you read it? No. Like, I... Oh, my God. Like, I've seen Frozen. You have to be desperately, slatheringly hungry to find some lesbian action in there to see anything like it. Right. You know? And this woman wrote this whole thing about how it's about... Like, so she... she so the she, subtext of her blog is, I am suppressing my own lesbianism? I was like, woman, eat a pussy. Like, yeah. and spare us all. Because this is bizarre. Is it because the, the and because sisters saved each awesome. other and they didn't, like, rely... They didn't need have a prince to... Have to a man? Yeah. God, anti-feminist and a closeted homosexual. Right. Um, I, I think... She, so the, the point Repressed she Repressed people, figure your shit out on your own time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Except Stop it was, ruining society. It was, it was so textbook. It was sort of like she gave, you know, psychology students a very a clear template for, you know... Right. It's like you could use that shit in schools. Yeah, what'd you turn out to be someone's thesis? Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm I sure. Would. Yeah. Um, but no, it was something about how... I, I don't know their names, I'm, uh, so I'm going to call them the blonde and the redhead. But the blonde... Uh, uh, realizes that she has these powers, and then everyone the powers of Lesbos, the power of the Lesbos, uh, and then they realize that she. So they re- suppress and repress her powers, and they tell her it's not socially acceptable, and she has to hide away. Mm-hmm. And then she finally uh, breaks free and does destruction to her family. And runs away where she can be as gay as she wants. And she has that song about let it go. And let it go is all about, let you know. Let your pussy go. Yeah. It's, you know, she says it's all about like bucking reform and not obeying the rules and being disrespectful. So it's not a chill, it's not a story for children anyway. And then uh, somehow in the end she makes them like not the sisters gay, but it's like she, she just, She's just decided to make that story of feeling like an outcast represent homosexuality as a whole, which is usually what homosexuals do to not feel so alone, and it's a very inclusive thing, but it's like to have a homophobe be the one who's... That's crazy. It's like, come on, lady. Every girl I know sings, sing, like knows every word to that song. It's, such, it's a very catchy song. 
Let it go. I haven't heard it. Mm-hmm. Sing it first. I don't you? know. You're a girl under 10. Let it go. Let it go. I don't know. I don't know the words, but um, I had. I let, every time I go visit my niece, she just stands in the corner and sings it at the top of her lungs. Very well, by the way. Uh, and it was co-written by one of the guys who wrote uh, the Book of Mormon. Huh. Oh. Uh, yeah, he wrote it with his wife. So it's it's no wonder it's a, such a catchy song. I thought, and it's Frozen no wonder was... that a woman uh, Mormon blogger is attacking it. Oh yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. There's the link. Yeah. Vengeance. Yeah. 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 Uh, but to directly answer your question for the first time in the history of the podcast, um, I still feel that... So anyhow, I was going to go to the... <laughs> wanted to move on to the next subject here. Uh, I still feel the hand... I, I don't enjoy big studio films these days. I don't think they've improved. I think they've actually gotten either more twee and and oversimplified and dumbed down, or they're bloated. They're three hours long, and they're trying really hard to win an Oscar. And I, mm. I, I don't. I mean, studio systems, studio films have never been my favorite. I always like the the weird stuff, but mm. I don't. I don't think there's much of an improvement. That uh, that was the the we needed the stinger for uh, pretentious sting. Yeah, um, I said weird. I made fun of myself. Did you do? You, do you That's like any of the day. of the Academy besides her? Because I know you love her. So you I did her, love her. I enjoyed but... Philomena. I didn't think it was. Mind blowing, but I really enjoyed. I did. Are you good? Oh, see, I didn't get a screener for Philomena. I got an iTunes download. Oh, okay. Um, I really enjoyed the chemistry be- between Coogan and um, not Ellen DeGeneres, not Ellen Burstyn. What the fuck is her name? Ellen Page. Yep. Nope. Uh, not her. <laughs> uh, anyway, don't the, don't help him. The Academy Award. Judy Dench. <laughs> El- Ellen Dench. Ellen. Ellen Dench. Short hair. Uh, Give me a break. There's a connection. <laughs> Um, well, we'll get into the the Oscars later, cause, but I do oh, want to respect the format, Bill. That's coming up. Yeah, no, that's don't right. yell at me. You asked. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I just, I just. But who am I going to? How am I going to chastise myself? <laughs> yeah, I like Dallas Buyers Club, um, but it was too long. I didn't like Dallas Buyers Club. All right, we've actually gotten into that before, but but we do have an Indiegogo going a campaign going right now. If you go to the, um, Indiegogo and search for Tuesday this morning, we will find our. Because how could you not support this? <laughs> Just bickering. We don't even angry. support each other. Yeah. Oh, how can we expect support from you? Yes, <laughs> we can't look to each other for support. So please, will you support show us, us? how it's done? Yes, <laughs> show us that there's love in Monetarily. this world. Monetarily, and there are um, some great. Re- Prizes there, or whatever incentives, T-shirts, photos, shout outs, shouts out, dates, 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 yes. Englishmen, dates, and uh, and Irishmen, <laughs> and so everybody who donates does get She's a shout a out for an accent. So yes, and uh, I just wanted to get to some of those shouts out right now. And the big out. where's the shout outs? Shouts out. Shouts out. Yeah, but we have a special shout out. Shout out, 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 shout out. Hey, look what Bill did. Hey, go. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. So we're gonna say that your name is called. Tyson. Well, something went right on the show. It's amazing. Tyson, last week, uh, Emily just improved a, a, a robotic march song, and then uh, Tyson set that to music, and that's... Do you want to hear it again? And now we're stuck with it. <laughs> no, I no? really liked Bill's. 
I was just ripping off Loud House, if you guys remember that oh, band okay. from the 90s. Speaking of things that weren't that great in the 90s that we thought were. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one does not hold up at all. Well, thank goodness not. that they're the remaking it. The second one, it. Secret of the Ooze, does. Does okay. it? No. <laughs> no. The fact Vanilla that, Ice in it for fucks. The fact that you remember the subtitle says something about you. <laughs> yeah. That uh, I didn't do drugs in college. <laughs> all right. Let's come on. Let's get focused here. Hey, go. Go, go, go. All right. Thank you, Tyson. So we have uh, the first level of, of uh, shouts out are to the Merp mega fans. Are they shouts out or are they shout outs? I, I just say shouts out. Okay. Yeah. Shouts out. I was just want, I wanted clarification. It's a quantity of shouts that go out. <laughs> Thank you for educating me and not berating me for my ignorance. It's like, you know, attorneys general. It's not attorney generals. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> so uh, I sent out an email to all the supporters. If you don't hear your name, it's because you didn't answer yet, or I, I screwed up. Probably because I screwed up. But if you want your uh, name, I sent out an email asking how you wanted to be shouted out. And, and for proper pronunciation? And for proper pronunciation. Mm. So, uh, the, this could not possibly go awry. Not at all. Uh, the Merp at the Wait, Merp is Mega the stream fan- back up? <laughs> oh, it just went down. <laughs> <laughs> at the Merp Mega Fan level, Shauna, who's at Madam underscore Macbeth, uh, donated. Madam Macbeth. Go go go, Indy, go go. <laughs> That's awesome, by the way. <laughs> Old Brizo, that's A U L D, Brizo. Old. He could Ald, be from Ireland. Like Old Lang Sign? Yeah. Go, 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 Lindy, <laughs> go, go. Carrie Lynn, who is at Carrie Lotion, that's K E R I, because her mother named her after a fucking bottle of lotion. No joke. Whoa. And she has a cousin named Luberderm. Go, 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 <laughs> okay, that's, Lindy, that's a, go, go. That's a good one. You guys say that joke every day. Yeah. No, she, I think she, she says it every day. Oh, does she? And she has a question. She says, I'm relatively new to the show. Been listening to all the old episodes over the past month. Welcome, there's, welcome. There's a huge chunk of episodes that won't but download, so I missed the intro of Kruger. He's hilarious and a great addition, but who is he? How do you guys know him, and how was he added to the show? He's just a friend of mine. He's uh, my friend Tamara's boyfriend, and he's uh, a TV writer, and he's crazy and weird. <laughs> and uh, he hasn't returned my phone calls or e- emails, but I heard through Twitter that he's working on many jobs right now, and he can't. he's looking forward to coming back to the show, but he hasn't said anything to me about it. So, <laughs> guy's a fucking pain in the ass, but we love him, and he's, he's just... I think he's... There's a... a Krugs. There's a part of the brain that devoted to empathy that got switched over to comedy in his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Only so much space. Only so much space in in his brain. But um, So, Kruger, let us know you're alive. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, At the Merp superfan level, not only will you guys be getting t-shirts, but you will also be getting your name said out loud. So we got Jeff from Akron. 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 Olivia whose t-shirt design we will be using. Big ups to Olivia. Thank you so much for designing the t-shirt. We oh, have I some, see it. Well, Olivia, we have, we I miss to, interacting with you, Olivia. Yeah, we love hearing your voice, and I will email you because we wanted, uh, We might need a couple little tweaks, but we'll get that going. And thank you. You did not need to donate because you've donated enough with the t-shirt design, but we, um, we appreciate it. Uh, will Lowe from London Town. He's, London. he's turning down the t-shirt so we can raise a pint to him. Oh. So yeah. we will absolutely do that. 
And uh, he wants to know if there are any other London listeners. So if you're from London, send in a recorded message to mm-hmm. at Nooner Podcast because Emily would love to hear your voice. I need to pick me up in the morning. Yes. I need a reason to get out of bed. Maybe I'll be here on time. <laughs> uh, Jadelyn also uh, donated, and she prefers Jadelyn to the, her own given name, which is Lickless Bramblebottom. <laughs> no, I just made that up. Uh, but Jadelyn, thank you so much for donating. Oh, uh, I wish we had thank a Bramblebottom out there. Uh, John Lamb, he, uh, like the animal, par, the score I cannot get in golf, and ski, how Sonny Bono died. That's John Lamparski. So, <laughs> thank you, John, for explaining Aww, how to say Bono. your name. Um, and then at the stalker level, you will also get a, a episode donated to you or dedicated to you. We have Adam Elder, Chris Brown in Saskatchewan. Hey, we know Chris Brown, Saskatoon. Yep, and Peter W. G. in oh, we know Connecticut. Yes, thank you guys so much. We'll this is get a globe-spanning effort. Yeah, it really is. this is very exciting. We I'm are so actually to in like meet new people. We yeah. have uh, donations coming from eight different countries. Wow! Oh my yeah. god! I feel like we've already won. That's seven more countries than I know anything about. Yeah. At the sugar daddy <laughs> well, level, <eight. laughs> we have uh, JP Cutter, who is. I know a lot about Ireland, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. You do. Uh, at JP Cutter, who W H O? So he's clearly a Doctor Who nerd. Clearly, clearly, no. He he's one of us. No, he's not a Doctor Who nerd. I don't. He's not one of us. <laughs> you're not. Even, you're not a Doctor Who nerd, are you? I watched it religiously when it was Tom Baker growing up. He watched the unwatchable ones. So I, I think that actually puts him above me. Oh yeah, yeah. I've really enjoyed uh, Matt Smith, and we've talked about it before. I, I think uh, yeah. Tenet is fine, but I much prefer Matt Smith. I'm really excited about Peter Capaldi, although I have not seen the last se- season with Matt Smith and Jenna Coleman, whom I'd like to have sex with. I'll that makes me a fan. <laughs> hmm? I'll let her know if I meet her. Yeah, please I do. will too. <laughs> Any of our London listeners, let her know. <laughs> so, and <laughs> I'm right here. Eric, Dickelst- Eric Dickelman, who moved from Raleigh to Seattle six months ago. So, uh, Ooh, he Seattle. and Eric and JP, you are at the Sugar Daddy level. We will have uh, lunch with you if you're ever in the LA area. So we will. Or lunch of you. <laughs> that was my Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> it's really good. It was spot on. I closed Thank my you. eyes and saw an Englishman. Uh, yes. Um, I always see Englishmen when I close my eyes. So, <laughs> so Eric wrote. Also, Eric said uh, regarding T-shirts, please make an Emily pretentious thing T-shirt. Yeah. I again, just for one of those. Uh, I wrote in a few weeks ago with a question for all of you on the chance it didn't make it through. Um, here it is again. Sorry if we missed it. Uh, could each of you point us fans um, of the show to an example of your acting slash music work that you are proud of? I think it came up, but we just didn't answer it because we, yeah, for whatever reason. Um, or at least uh, knowing that someone is definitely going to be looking, uh, would want us to see it first. After getting curious and searching, I recently saw Emily in Lobster and oh. had a moment of touching laughter. Her smile at the moment of triumph was awesome. Thanks for everything, everything, and please keep it coming. Please tell us what Lobster is. Lobster, there's a woman in New Mexico named Jocelyn Jansons who's made two short films that I was in, and um, Lobster, it's just, it's just this really cute little short that I did with my friend Chad Brummett, who's an amazing actor. Look him up. Um, she did two. Lobster was really good. I really liked Lobster, but the one that I, my, my personal favorite was called The Baby Monitor, and it, uh, it was another one of Jocelyn's. It's usually on her website. Um, 
But that, that, out of everything I've ever done, out of all of those, you know, blockbusters and world traveling films that I've done, um. Oh, so pretentious thing! (laughs) Go on! (laughs) My favorite was, uh, Baby Monitor. All right. And and that's online. And that's online, yeah. If I was born a girl, it would, I would have been named Jocelyn. Jocelyn's really pretty. She's a wonderful woman, too. Very talented. In fact, I want you to... Refer- Bill, you have to refer to me as her and Jocelyn from now on. I Everybody do, else I'm can- so gladly going to do that. Right, good. <laughs> good. Um, and he says, thanks for everything. Keep, please keep it coming. Bill, what about you? Where can um, we find Bill? Well, I'm um, finishing up eating a power bar, so I apologize for the lip smacking. Um, well, I was in a short film directed by Marty Yu called Irwin, by Jocelyn Yu called Irwin's Best Friend. Um, that might be online. I don't know. Um, a complete work online. I, I get a lot of small parts in things, so I don't know how worth it is to watch the whole thing for me to walk in and go, here's your keys, sir. What's, um, your, what's the work you're most proud of? The work that I'm most proud of. Uh, I released an album uh, with a band called The Bedroom Legends. Bedroom Legends. The Bedroom Legends. Oh, it's an ironic uh, apparently, yeah. Um, we were all single at the time. <laughs> we didn't it's know it at the time. <laughs> it's called uh, "Desperate for Cool." We thought we would get so much <laughs> pussy from that name. Um, Desperate for cool. Desperate for cool. I don't know if it's up on iTunes or anything like that, or in the iTunes store. But uh, I'm Do extremely proud on? of that. Uh, I screamed some backing vocals. It was very garage, like down and dirty, three chord rock and roll. Um, I released an EP with uh, a band called Dakota Floyd three song EP that I still stand behind it comes it comes up on my iTunes every once in a while and I'm always like oh what is oh yeah that's that really me. good yeah. um female fronted uh indie rock three piece she was an Irish girl probably still is um so those are two things I put out there that that I'm that I'm very proud of I will be very proud if I make it into uh Jersey Boys when it comes out in June because mm-hmm. I worked my ass off for that um, I shot an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine yesterday that I am kind of really. Proud of. Oh, I did. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I actually, How was that? I improvised with Andy Samberg and made him laugh. Oh, that's nice. great! I had a scene with Andy Samberg and Terry Crews. It was great. It was did total you, did family you play a vibe. Perp? I played a perp. Total family vibe. Was, everyone on set was super cool. It, yeah, uh, it was over too fast. I could have hung out. Joe Latrulli, a friend of the show, he came on. The, oh, is he really? Yeah, he came on Nooner when and uh, yeah, I didn't. I saw him in the halls, and I've actually seen him on another set before, but I, I have not met him. Super nice, personally. Guy. Uh, he seems it. And who directed it? Uh, Ken Whittinger. Ken. Whitt- uh, he he. It's his first episode of directing that but he's his credits are a, a thousand miles long nice very cool so i'll be proud of that when it does air uh there's a short called losing ferguson that's out there online i had a small part in that i was really proud of um young money i play a druggie in that movie and i'm kind of proud of that because i did it without having done any drugs oh that's tricky yeah that's tricky i go oh for... no that's not true oh. I, I, I snorted meth and it was a meth head but I didn't do it for the role. Oh. Oh. Did you Harold, play a meth head in the role? Yeah. Oh, okay. Harold Ramis took meth uh, to avoid the draft uh, during the Vietnam War. So before he really? got his physical, or he went oh. in for the test, he took a meth so he would, uh, you know, he would have yeah. an irregular heartbeat. Yeah. I didn't know we had meth back then. Sure. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a more recent invention. Well, that's, it was probably a different form of it. devoted. But, yeah. Um, God, what else? I don't know. Lost Planet 3. Oh, right. 
12 hours of me in Lost Planet 3 that I'm, and I'm, that I'm quite proud of. Oh, God. 12 the, Marty, of you'll, you'll love it. Jocelyn. Oh. Jocelyn, you'd love it. I die. Ooh. <laughs> Violently. So you'll, you'll enjoy it. Only if you play it badly, right? Um, well, don't spoil it for people. Well, then don't ask understand. me the question, Jocelyn. <laughs> well, you already spoiled it for us, anyhow. So. <laughs> it's all, shit's all out on YouTube, all the, all the um, cut scenes from Lost Planet are right on YouTube, and I'm, I'm quite proud of them. All right. Uh, is that halfway through the shout-outs? <laughs> no, 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 we're go, done. Go, go, Wendy, go, go, go. Uh, back, you can see my reel on YouTube um, back when I had an acting career. And, and know, Marty's been a fucking Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. I think that's the pinnacle of all actors, of all acting careers. I was Pretty fucking much. killed to be on that show. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, and then there, uh, if, if, there's a couple shorts that Kruger did that I was in that's on his YouTube um. Yeah, Marty, your episode of Chuck, Jocelyn, your episode of Chuck comes around every once in a while. I always enjoy seeing yeah. your face. Friends. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, Just major NBC. Yeah, but that's like I, shows years ago, that are in syndication anymore. Yeah. That's all. Uh, scandal. You just did scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just so depressing to think about Parenthood. Um, actually, that was fun. I like doing Parenthood. Uh, so. Thank you guys for donating, and you know it's been just overwhelming the response. If and if you want to keep giving, please do give on Indiegogo. And it's supposed to be done in April. I might shut it down early so we can uh, get the money sooner, and which means that we can get your T-shirts sooner. So right, we can put it to use. Yes, uh, get, a, get a camera in here. Show our pretty faces. <laughs> and. Jadlin says she's going to change her name, surname to Bramblebottom. It's thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. And uh, Lou loves Brooklyn Nine Nine. And she's a fun show. Yeah, I've watched a few episodes. I watched a few episodes when it first came around because I always try to catch pilots just to see what's out there and what what people are writing. And then uh, I was hooked, not hooked on it, but I enjoyed it enough that I randomly picked, watched an episode here and there. Hmm. And then I watched an episode in anticipation of the audition because I just wanted to make sure. I had the tone right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll definitely watch so you, the one I'm in. You actually researched and, and I did. studied. Wow. That, I don't, I, and it's particularly impressive because it was a last-minute audition. I had to play two different characters, and it was a Saturday audition on a wow. when I was planning to go away that weekend. So This past weekend? Uh, two weekends ago. Okay. I'm going to Las Vegas this weekend. Hey. What for? Fun. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What is, what is this concept of fun you, you, yeah, you I don't speak know what of? Fun is. It's, I, said, I say fun, but the truth is... It's, uh, <laughs> I'm incapable of experiencing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a social be, experiment. I'm going to be doing a lot of... I'm going to be doing some work while I'm there, but I have a friend whose friend is turning 60, and she's loaded, I guess, and so she bought everybody hotel rooms, and like all you have to do is get out there, and she, will, she has like all this, these fun activities. I'm, How many people are you going to be? I don't know, but I'm probably only going to do half of the activities and then spend the rest of the time gambling, uh, writing. <laughs> well, in Vegas, in your hotel room? I will probably find a cafe. Because uh-huh. uh, that's what Vegas is known Free of for. distractions. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's distracting in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, I think there's a good... There are a couple of strip clubs I know that have really good Wi-Fi access points. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you should go there. And great legs and eggs buffets if you get hungry. I, uh, I, I know I probably would not be distracted in a strip club. So, <laughs> Do you know which uh, hotel you're staying at? Uh-uh. No wonder you didn't like Frozen. Yeah, exactly. Just not gay enough. <laughs> 
Um, the uh, do you get Girl Scout cookies? You guys have been eating them. You know? I was eating my protein bar actually. I, I, did, I didn't the eat the Girl Scout cookies. cookies. Oh. Um, I would if Girl Scouts uh, were allowed within five miles of my apartment building. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that you have the restraining order against right. any child yeah. under ten. Um, no, we don't have any Girl Scouts that show up in our building. Well, in San Francisco, uh, this girl Danielle Lee, uh, she's thirteen. She sent set up her box outside of a um, a pot dispensary. Oh my lord! That's brilliant. brilliant. That's yeah, brilliant. and in two hours, sold 117 boxes, and that's like that's a box. 117 boxes, not 117 dollars. That's a, that's yeah. a box a minute, basically. Yeah. Uh, how genius is that? She's an enterprising young adult. Oh my god! I wonder whose idea that was. I wonder if it was. Hers I think or it was her, her, her mother. Brother was yeah, like, her older brother's idea. Yeah, you know where you. I got an idea. In fact, just come with me, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the Girl Scouts of Colorado say that they are they don't allow their Girl Scouts to send sell cookies outside of dispensaries um, or marijuana shops or liquor stores or bars. Which makes sense to a degree, but it is a great prison move. Yeah, but it's like Jesus, know your audience, right? And how how unsafe is the store, the the sidewalk in front of a pot dispensary at ten a.m.? Like how? And there's a security guard out there out right. of every. Pot I think shop. it's more just you don't. Do you want preteen girls around yeah. drugs? No, thir- you don't. She's thirteen. She's a teen, right? So it's okay. I, I, if I had a thirteen-year-old daughter, I wouldn't want her hanging out in front it, of a pot shop. But, but it would also be very but like what, what bad could happen. It's one of those things where it's I like just wouldn't like it. Stick her out there so she can see all the people who do pot. Right. Yeah, and exactly. It's like she will be repelled. <laughs> do do were you a Girl Scout? I was. I was a Girl and Scout. did you get anything out of it? It, and do you still have the uniform? <laughs> and will you please wear it next week? Uh, I was even a brownie. Oh. What's the distinction? Uh, brownies are younger. younger than Girl Scouts. Mm, do you have that uniform? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, go find a cow, Bill. <laughs> this is really gross. <laughs> um, not, it was great for like socializing. You know, and like hanging out with girls, which I've never been very good at. As oh, I should tell. be a Girl Scout. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with girls. Yeah, you get to hang out with girls. Hang out with girls. Um, and they can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, you made it creepy. I was trying to make it fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. According to the box, uh, it will uh, it will make you set goals, make decisions, manage your money, earn people skills. And learn business ethics. So you learn nothing. Nope. <laughs> it just and, seems like... A, and this is where I am, right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. None of that manifested itself in your adult life. <laughs> nope. It, it just seems like an organization to sell cookies. That, that's all it seems like. Well, when you're not in it, it does. But I remember selling cookies was like... It was like one month out of six. Right. You know, or one month out of, let's see, it would probably be more around eight. You know? So, I mean, we did. We like went to, you know, nature retreats and we, you know hiked and built fires and learned how to sew and you know like like every woman should like every woman should learn how to cook and i would love to have learned how to sew in indian guides what is everyone staring at me (laughs) that sentence didn't make sense uh i didn't do boy scouts i did indian guides um and if i i just would have loved to have learned how to sew i have so many things i could have have fixed over the years i ended up either throwing out or waiting until i had a girlfriend to help me fix Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Indian guides was dope. Yeah. Yeah. What did it's you like, learn? 
Um, it, all the all, all the Boy Scout stuff, except it had more soul because we were learning it from the perspective of the Native American, right. and not from the other white kid in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and when we were when we were shooting bow and arrows, it was like, yeah, I'm a fucking Indian guy. And I got my head headband with my you had the headdress feathers, my headdress with the feather sticking up, and I got my leather uh, necklace with my Indian name, a physical representation of my Indian name, which was Hawkeye, because everyone made fun of my eyebrows. Um, oh, yeah, you do have And when I'm, I'm shooting a bow and arrow, I was like, yeah, this is, I am the oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It's fun it, being a minority for a day. Did you have to a wear... A day? <laughs> I'm a Cleveland you, sports fan. I've been a minority my whole life. Did you have to wear moccasins and a headdress to have school? Have to or get to? No, yeah, like... You know, like how Boy Scouts they and Girl Scouts, they would have to wear their uniforms to school oh, to sort right. of advertise, advertise that they're in this sort of proto-fascist organization. No, us Indians didn't have no uniforms. Did you really do that? Oh, no. no I did when we were rooting for the Cleveland Indians. That was pretty offensive. Because yeah, yeah. that was how you cheered. Sorry, Native American Wahoo. listeners. Yeah. How many Native American listeners do we have? Oh, God. Probably if you're none. a Native American or American Indian. Stop or, drinking and get a job. Just tweet in and let <laughs> us know that you exist and let us know the level of hatred you have towards Bill. Yes. We'll read it live on air. <laughs> so to Bill. This Sunday is the Oscars. Um, you guys have... You didn't even know? No. So you do you not watch the Oscars every no. year? No, they I always just. I haven't watched any of the award shows this year. I like the red carpet. I like the fashion. I really like the fashion. But uh, the Oscars always like. They lost me in '96. Why? <laughs> when uh, the English Patient beat out Shine for Best Picture, and Frances McDormand, though I love her and I think she did an exemplary job, and no one could have done better, should not have beaten out either Emily Watson or Brenda Blethyn for Best Actress. And that's that was the year where I was just like, come on. Like there could not be a more obvious like falsity to that to that vote. Mm. And I was like, you know, I grew up thinking the Oscars are the best and the best always wins and this is this is the bar and this is the This is truth. the one time that Hollywood is actually a meritocracy. But no, I actually I didn't even it didn't occur to me that Hollywood wasn't or couldn't be. And then It come, was just the the objective truth. Yes. And then come 96 and I just had like my dreams were all shattered where I was like there's no way in any reality that this is it's, just. I love the English patient. Oh, you will get out. <laughs> Mr. 90s movies sucked. Have you seen Shine? Yeah. Shine is so much better. So much better. Uh, Shine, I like the first part of it. Once it gets to Jeffrey Rush, I'm less interested. What is wrong with you? Categorically, what is wrong with you? I like Noah. Alphabetically, what is wrong with you? A, I'm always wrong. Uh, B, I'm a butt face. But no, I like Noah Taylor. I could listen to that all day. Um, but anyway, so Oscars are on Sunday. Yeah. Do you guys, you, you, do you have plans to see it? I'm going to be in Las Vegas, yo. W- watching it? I just got invited to a, an Oscars party, but it, for me, it's just something to do. I don't, I don't really care. Um, I used to enjoy award shows. Part of me, part of me gets really anxious because every year you're like, next year I'm going to be closer to that. Not that I would win an Oscar, but it would just be more... But at least nominated. <laughs> I would be more <laughs> in the swim in terms of the industry, and, and I sometimes feel less and less so. And so there's, a, there's sort of a personal frustration there. But also, yeah. similar to, to Emily, um, I, there's, it's very self-congratulatory, and there's a ton of pomp and circumstance, and it just seems like a lot of times people have randomly decided that certain people are great mm-hmm. and aren't actually looking at the work. Like, 
The Fighter, I thought, was an embarrassment, and it was an Oscar-nominated film, and now David, everything David O. Russell touch, touches goes immediately into the Oscar race. Right, um, right, right. I, and I hated American Hustle. I haven't seen it yet because I hated The Fighter so much that right. I have no, I'm just utterly uninspired to Jennifer watch it. Jennifer Lawrence is lovely. Yeah, and I, and I loved her in Silver Linings Playbook, but mm-hmm. the film, I didn't think it was an Oscar-worthy film. Mm. It might have been an Oscar-worthy performance, but I didn't think it was an Oscar-worthy film. Yeah. Um, and so it's just frustrating to me. You. Yeah, she won, and the, the right. baby didn't. Yeah, but I didn't think it even belonged on the stage. Well, the, this year we have nine nominees for Best Picture. Do we? Do we even want to go through them, or do we just, just want to skip just, it? Just, just okay. Here's this: uh, say them, and we will make noises if we have an opinion, but yeah. we won't say anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Lou was a brownie and 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 a Girl Guide, which is a UK uh, Girl Scout, and she, all I learned was how to lay a table for a dinner party. Oh, my huh. merciful heavens. Yeah. And Jeff wants to know if we saw the 15-second teaser for Heroes. They're doing a mini... Yeah. I didn't know they were. Yeah, that just was announced They're doing, like, what is it, like a 12-episode mini-series? Well, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird, the second life that so many shows yeah. are Especially receiving. Just, uh, I mean, Veronica Mars, our, our own family member, being a, a huge but forerunner in that rest of development. Like, it went off the air and was sorely missed. I feel like Heroes was a tankaroo that everyone said. First season was good. but the, That's what everyone else, says. Yeah. First season was good, then it tanked. Yeah. So yeah. why are so they stupid. They're Because they created a world that deserves a second chance, I think. Okay. Um, Tyson says that he's part indigenous person of the current United States, and Bill is a dick. Sweet. <laughs> no, no, he says, and I can take a joke. Uh <laughs> And then uh, Lou saw the English patient on her 19th birthday. Worst, worst birthday decision ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor thing. I love that movie. That's I so saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure for my birthday. Oh. Not my 19th birthday, but I love went it. to okay. the theater with all my friends. Okay. Here we go. All right. Best picture. All right. Soundbite. Okay. American Hustle. <gasps> eh. Didn't see. Captain Phillips. Ugh. Who cares? Did you see it? No. <laughs> Haven't seen it, but I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, it's I, fine. I got over Tom Hanks a long time ago. But it's it's about the... The situation. It's a, it's a good movie. Dallas Buyers Club. Look at me. Look uh, at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Bill hasn't. I'm glad it. I saw it. All right. Gravity. I'm glad I saw uh, it. You didn't like it. I well, it's magnificent and it's majestic, and I've never seen anything like it. It won't hold up. Major technical triumph. Yeah. I I, I think that's good. Her. Loved it. <laughs> Extremely moved. Loved it. And and talked about it. For days afterwards, which is something rare from a film, that it has that kind of Nebraska. extended life. Oh, haven't watched it. Really? I haven't. I do enjoy Alexander Payne. I don't love him across the boards, but that's one I haven't seen. It's a good movie. It's a little shticky, um, but it's good. Uh, Philomena. Oh, I really want to see that. I glad I, I'm glad I saw it. Um, Didn't get a screener. I don't know that I can send it to. You. I can't send it to you. But anyway, no. Twelve Years a Slave. Haven't seen it. All right, I'm sorry. God, get over it. <laughs> wow, just kidding. Uh, I haven't seen it. I Sounds have... long. Uh, <laughs> I'm in, I'm interested to see it. I, I actually that that actor has been um, that the actor with the unpronounceable name has been on my radar for a while. He was the bad guy in Serenity. No one ever mentions that really? when they're talking about his credits. Yeah. Oh God, that movie was good. And he, Emily, he has an English accent. Oh, go on. Not in Twelve Years a Slave, though. Oh right, yeah, no. Is he English? Or is yeah. Chowetel Ijefor. It's more than English. I mean, he's a more complicated ancestry than English, but he does. He was raised raised in England. Or, yeah, or at least has raised with an English accent. Yeah, and I think he um, wasn't he in that Stephen Frears movie um, about organ. I don't know. Thievery. 
Uh, I'll look that up as as we go along. Uh, the Wolf of Wall movie. Street. Oh. It couldn't be it couldn't be less interested. Excess depresses me. Leo DiCaprio bores me. Scorsese's movies are too long. I, it was just I, I didn't even consider going to see that. Next. Oh, the, those are the the all of them. So, what do you think is going to win? So we had about I would say I had about a twenty five percent rate. Right. <laughs> so that's why I don't care about the Oscars. I, so I I haven't seen her. I could watch it pretty soon here, but. I feel like, from what I've heard, so my completely uninformed opinion... <laughs> Welcome to, to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, to respect the format, is that it sounds, I feel like her should probably win. It won't. It won't. It won't. Yeah, I think it, it's my I mean, favorite. It's gravity. Of, of that list, it's my favorite, but I think... Um, and Gravity, maybe a close second. I think Gravity or 12 Years a Slave are probably the... I think it'll be Gravity or... If Ameri- 12 Years, if 12 years a American Slave Hustle. wins, can we stop having to apologize for slavery? We gave you an Academy Award. No, because um, it's slavery. <laughs> the movie I'm thinking of is Dirty Pretty Things uh, with Audrey Tattoo. It's, it's really good. And that was the first time I saw Chueta Elijah for it. And he's great in it. It's a really good movie. Oh. Uh, I love how confident you are in pronouncing his name. I'm, it's probably totally wrong. <laughs> I stand by it. And I don't apologize for slavery because it wasn't me. Lucky. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have any interest in seeing that movie. It doesn't seem like um, from everything I've heard, it's very well done, but it's not a compelling story. I don't. I would see it for Benedict Cumberbatch and the other Englishman that I just adore. Benedict Cumberbatch is Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, who's the other Englishman? Michael that I Fassbender. Yeah, Michael Fassbender. He's Irish, actually. Is he or Irish? I thought yeah. it was like German English. I don't think Irish. he's that type of Irish. He's not. What, I don't what, what think type he's of quite Irish? That Irish. What, what kind of Irish is that? <laughs> He goes around with shamrocks, <laughs> fluttering in his footsteps. <laughs> um, yeah, so that will probably win. Okay, then we'll I just... didn't know Fassbender was Irish either. I could be wrong. He's say fat. He's he's a mutt. I okay, think. I'm going to go through very quickly the uh, the actors and actresses. Oh my goodness! Okay, okay. Christian Bale, uh, Bruce Dern, Leo uh, DiCaprio, Chiwetel uh, uh, uh Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think McConaughey could. I, if he won, I would not be. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, there was there was a se- severe amount of commitment and, and weight um, loss. Yeah, and it. I I rooted for that character. I, I lost didn't. McConaughey in it, and I rooted for him. I hated that character. <laughs> Yeah, but he was good though. That's what he was good. Okay. Yeah, um, actress Amy Adams, Kate Blanchett, uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, Judy Gen- Dench, Aww. Judy Dench, and <laughs> Ellen Dench, Ellen Dench, and Meryl Strep. Mm. I, I think that's how it's pronounced. Strep. Strep, probably. Um, All people who have like won before, or like, there's nobody. There's no like dark horse, really. Yeah. You know? Or interesting. Or things. interesting. Yeah. Or terribly interesting. I don't think Amy Adams deserves to win. Amy E. Adams. She Amy E. Adams. She was very good in her, but she was nominated she for was American Hustle. She was great in her. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Who else? I forgot Judy, already. I Kate Blanchett from Blue Jasmine. Right. She sure. was brilliant in that. That movie was utterly uninteresting to me. Okay. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Rich people have problems, too. <laughs> Judy Dench. I really liked Sandra Bullock in it, but in that movie. But it's one of those things where it's like if she wins, she probably won for the conditions under which she was shooting. I actually didn't even love her in it. And by the way, everybody is hanging on. Everybody listening is hanging on this on your opinions on our opinions <laughs> for their Oscar pool because this, this is we are Hollywood. We are that's right Hollywood. Yeah, but our we're a voice are, of authority here. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, next year Bill could be up there. We're the wellspring. That's right. Um, all right, let's just go with um, Judy Dench. Judy no, Dench. Judy Dench. No, it's not going to be Judy Dench. It's going to be it's going to be Amy Adams. Amy Adams. I'd say or Sandra Bullock. Or Sandra Bullock. Because it is or, a popularity. Or Kate Blanchett. Or Kate Blanchett. Or, no, it could be Meryl Streep too. <laughs> no, know, it can't. Definitely be not going to be Meryl Streep. Not going to be Meryl Streep. Fine. Uh, best actor, you've got. Barkhad Abdi from Captain Phillips. Nope. Uh, this actor in a supporting role. He was great, but I don't think he should Wait, win. this is supporting or lead? This is um Ready did lead, McConaughey. Hayes. Oh, okay, right, right, right. It's I'm going it's so going to Jared Leto. Bored. Move on. I absolutely. Fr- yeah, it's going to Jared Leto. Okay. Move on. Jared Leto. Well, Who else is there? Just read him real quick. Fassbender, Cooper, uh, Jonah Hill. Loser, loser, loser. God, I love Cooper. Chris Cooper? Not no. Chris Cooper. Cooper? No. Bradley Cooper. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Oh, then who gives a it's one thing not to listen to the podcast after we've recorded it, but not to listen to it while we're actually he making it. I, I, I just said Cooper. I didn't <laughs> no, say I know. Um, Actress in a supporting role. And he was in a like Orange Osage country or something. Orange August, County. August, August Orange. orange uh, red Orange County. Osage. Whatever. <laughs> that's a screener I will not be watching. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, though. <laughs> Isn't that too? Yeah. Fuck's He's sake. everywhere. And we love him for it. We love him. Um... I, my my niece did a a, lino, a linoleum like print, mm-hmm. you know, of Benedict Cumberbatch and that is pretty really awesome. Really good. I'll have to get. I'll get you a print. Yeah, because cool. you, you'll like it. Cool. Uh, see, Sally Hawkins for best supporting actress in Blue Jasmine. She was great in Submarine. Did you guys see Submarine? Mm-mm. No. Oh, she was great. In Richard Ad. That's I can't. Ayodade. Is that right? Yeah, sure. I he I think he's one of the most interesting voices in comedy right now. Um, he's very funny. Jennifer Lawrence, American Hustle. Lupita Nyong'o. She's getting it. 12 Years a Slave. She's getting it. Why? Julia Roberts, August, Osage County. And She's getting it. June Squibb for Nebraska. Yale School of Drama. Because uh, I don't think... I, I think that's where 12 Years a Slave is going to get its, its And then you uh, think Gravity's going to win? Hmm? You think Gravity's going to win picture? Yeah. Mm. All right. Bill is the voice of authority. Bill knows. Yeah. Because Bill I was still asked believes what in this I shit. Think, <laughs> not what I know. Dogs. Um, the dogs are playing. All right, I so can't that's, stop those them. are your Oscar picks. All I think right, it was... Um, everything in every technical category will go to gravity. Gravity. And it will deserve it. And so there you guys go. Um, those are the picks. You can bank on it. Those are going to win. Going to win. <laughs> the dogs are really loud. Shut the fuck up! They're just looking at me like, we're not going to shut the fuck up. Go on out. Get out of here. Look, they just came closer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, does that mean food? Yeah. All right. Um, So, yeah, you can take those picks to the bank as we As long as your bank is made of play money. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Don't actually spend. When we say the bank, we mean Monopoly Bank. Yeah. Hey, guess what, what time it is? We're going to dip into the mail sack. Oh. Mail sack. I was going to say, I already did the top of the hour. What else happened? Uh, yeah, that was great. All right, this one, first one's from Leo, who sent this in at the last minute last uh, during last episode, and we did not get to it. Um, he says, last week, which was two weeks ago, um, when this was written, we were talking about Guy Fieri, Fieri and the douchey things that Dick Holler's, uh, that Dick Holler's, Dick Holster spouts. 
Dick holster. I've not heard dick holster. Is that a thing? Dick holster. That's a good one because, you know, it's where you put your dick. I, in a holster. A dick holster. So it's basically like calling him an asshole. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There you go. Sure. Or no. a cow's vagina. Right. Which I think is going to be new. <laughs> one of the things that stuck that in... fucking cow's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> That's a slow burn. <laughs> uh, one of the things that stuck... In, to my mind was the word Flavortown. As such silly, silliness has not reached the shores of Finland, could you dissect that word and, and over-explain to us uncultured hicks? Best wishes, Leo. Uh, P.S. Bonus question for Bill. Have you thought about doing voice work for indie games? I would do voice work for indie games in a heartbeat. All right. I'm so easy to reach. Why doesn't anyone ever call me? <laughs> I have an agent at William Morris Endeavor, one of the biggest agencies in the world. Do they I, represent you for voice and For, for voice, oh. just for voice. I get no auditions. I have 417 press clippings praising my performance in Lost Planet. I have no auditions. I am easy to reach. I will work for very little. I just want to be a part of something. I'm right here, Jenna Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> And it just got creepy. You know that if you give, if you let him no, talk on the mic, it started out creepy. No, it started out sad and pathetic, and then it, and then it. If went, no one interrupts me, I'm going to end up yes, talking about that, Jenna Coleman. Yeah, okay. oh, it's just Jesus. how it's going to be. Or I don't even know if that's really cow vaginas. Right. <laughs> um, we Flavor Town is just marketing bullshit for anything. It's just stupid. It, it's insulting. It's like you put town after anything. Yeah. It's just a, it's an Americanism. Maybe not even just an Americanism, but like Idiot. I'm taking I'm taking this train to Pussy Town because I'm getting some action tonight. We're you know? taking this show to Podcast Town, right. y'all. <laughs> Woo. You're welcome. Woo. Welcome to Comedy Town. You're welcome for the laughs. The cast oh. train is leaving the station <laughs> and get on board before it leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's where that comes in. That's because Americans are douchebags. Douche <laughs> <laughs> I I was out for dinner with friends and they have a uh, a kid and I and I said something about um oh they went to some resort and I said was it kind of um D O U C H E Y and then he goes the the kid goes what's bushy? <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I realized, okay, he's at that age where he can spell well. So, what was the comedian who he was always making fun of his drunk uncle who would try that and but always mis always spelled the wrong word. Like, <laughs> when are we gonna tell the KIDSs that there ain't no Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going out to the CAR and smoke some dope. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that that said that? I, I used to work in a bar in high school, so I'd get home at 2, 3 in the morning and watch the improv. Oh, that's so e evening at Annie's Evening at the Improv. This was cable in the 90s. Um, and I would just watch stand-ups all night until I could unwind and fall asleep. And I had no idea who it was, but I have all these routines in my head from back then. That's brilliant. Uh, the next letter is from Janelle. Good morning. I hope that answered your question, Leo. Uh, it's Flavor Town is just nonsense town. It's That's bullshit. what that is. Yeah, bullshit town. Um, good morning, Murps. Listener since the beginning. First time writing in. Hey, hey. Janelle. Hey. Thought welcome, it was about welcome. time I did my part and supplied you with some content. We finally. <laughs> this is something we're not going to do ourselves. This is the content <laughs> section of the podcast. Right. You've listened this long. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's like, wow, they really have nothing to talk about. I'd better write an email. 
First, a little love for you all. I just re-listened to all of the Tuesday morning shows from 2013 and fell in love with you all over again. Wow. wow. Below are some specific points of love for each of you. I almost feel bad for being late all the time. <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh, the stream wasn't ready in fact. Almost. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> Protein bar. Uh, first, uh, Marty, I love the uninformed news discussions. Aww. Marty's uh, the most informed of all makes of us. One that's, of us. The, that's the sad part. Yeah. Uh, Emily, I love your laugh and nerd voice. Aww. Uh, Steve, I love your nerd, nerd voice, laugh, and general crankiness. Oh, yes. I've tried to pick up the slack today. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite there yet. I'll get there. I got my eyes on you, Bill. Bill, I love your rants and stories about living in Ireland. And uh-huh. Dan, in spirit, love the singing. We'll get some. We'll get him back singing. Um, Damn, we you know, miss out. Yeah, we're. I think. Uh, we're, How could I miss someone so much that I don't even know? I know. Oh, see, it just got creepy again. No, just, that's not, I was actually on board with that one. Even if it is creepy, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It, we love you, Dan. We're going to Creep Town. If it helps, I was actually Dan. thinking about Jenna Coleman, not Dan. <laughs> well, now now it is weird. Mm. Um, here are some softballs for you. I will Coming at you in threes. Gonna put you at ease. That's all I know of the softball yeah. theme song. Oh God, that sounds so painful. Uh, it really hurt. Did you see the? <laughs> did you see the new Netflix documentary Mitt? And if so, what's your opinion? What was your opinion of it? No, I haven't. You know, I don't like Mitt Romney, and I don't care if he, if he's human. I, I don't like him. If he's human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the documentary supposedly humanizes him. Right. I, I don't... I just like that you're still not convinced. <laughs> no, I'm still not convinced. I've seen the hair. That is that is hair in quotes. Yeah. Uh, no. I if you, if you can think of a good reason for us to see it, please let us know. But I, I just... It's got to be really good. Like, there's got to be spaceships. My yeah. time is precious. Yeah. yeah, I have Grant Morrison comic books to read that I'm not enjoying at all. Yeah. Oh, you're not enjoying. That's a sad story. Him? We'll discuss it in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite Disney movie or Disney villain? Oh, uh, I love Robin Hood and I love uh, King John. Robin Hood, Old little John, soul. walking through the forest, laughing back and forth. The word the, the other one has to say, reminiscing this and that, and having such a good time. Oodle la golly, what a day! So they did. That's like authentic. To the time, the music. It's like, was there a loop playing in the background while they, they're that's going on? What? They oh, hired yeah, Roger yeah. Miller, yeah. is what they did. Yeah. So, in a way, there is a loop playing in the background because that guy was loopy as shit. <laughs> but he was king of the road. He was. He's one of my favorites. I've said it before on the show, but he's, he's, he's easily one of my favorite voices and songwriters of all time. Bill has yet to see a Disney film because <laughs> he has no heart. I am not allowed in. Answer no. that question, Bill. What's your favorite Disney movie? Um. I would see. I don't. I don't hold a Disney in my head, so I would need to see a list. <laughs> like it. I'd be like Toy Story. Oh wait, that's not. That's Pixar. Yeah. So um, it's still Disney. Like what are? Like, is, okay. Isn't it? If it is, then Toy sure. Story three I thought was brilliant. Was that under the? Did Disney? you cry? Bill? I did. I did too. I sobbed. I yeah. start like everyone's like. <laughs> yeah. No. It was everyone brutal. told me you'll cry. You'll cry at the end. And it, like 15 minutes in, I'm like, waterworks. I was yeah. like, what do you mean? I'll cry at the end. When do I stop yeah. crying? Oh, yeah. That, that, was, oh, that was brilliant oh, filmmaking. Yeah. Um, you know that was supposed I loved to go straight Aladdin? to video? What, what's straight to video? Oh, yes. Toy I did know that. Was supposed to, three was supposed to go straight to video. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, you idiots. This is good. <laughs> right. Um, I, I saw Little Mermaid in the theater. Quite so enjoyed I. it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, you know, I'm not super anti Disney. I, I actually don't know the Bambi. Uh, Snow White era. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never saw Fantasia. 
Um, my favorite is is Up. That- Up is great. Huh. Oh, you know, there's a great documentary, Disney documentary about a Walt Disney documentary about um, space and and um, like what life on Mars might be like. And it's half animated, and they also interview um, oh. scientists at the time. And it's it's really fun and it's fascinating. Well, that's pretentious, Ding. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I studied it in my history of documentary film class. <laughs> Uh, Take that, person who asked relevant question. <laughs> <laughs> All I, right. I also love The Incredibles. That movie, is yeah, really? that was great. Oh. To me, that's that the, that's the I watch that over and over again. That's the redheaded stepchild. Of but that's all Pixar. Pixar, right? We're not even yeah. really talking Disney, Disney. Okay, well, Disney, Disney. Then I love Dumbo. Dumbo's the greatest oh, movie yeah, ever. Yeah, Racist. Yeah. Uh, yes, I love uh, seeing those crows singing. <laughs> um, well, what are some Disney yeah, live Song actions? Of the South. Aladdin was yeah. great. Aladdin was great. What are, what are, there are some Disney live actions, though, aren't there? I oh, think heck yeah. Yeah, They're but not I think... worth mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> talking dog movies? Mm. Aren't there any talking dog movies? Mm. Air Bud 6? Did uh, they do, like, Flubber and that kind of thing? They did. Yeah. What's the worst smell you remember having endured? Probably rotted food. Yeah. Rotten potatoes are really disgusting. It's surprisingly horrible. I've never but- smelled death. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, I hear that death is the worst smell in the world. Animal carcasses are pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Maggot-infested yeah. animal carcasses and, um, and milk that's gone bad. And then Janelle also reminded us that, you know, we like to know your demographics. I'd so. say chicken, actually. I'm going to revise that. Raw chicken that has gone bad oh. is okay. the worst smell. Well, you could have waited until I finished my sentence. But you were moving on to the next question. No, no, I wasn't. That, oh, okay. That's, but I just wanted to get this in before we moved on, uh, before we finished... Um, I don't know. I noticed that people don't do this much anymore, but here are my demographics. Female, Madison, Wisconsin, 26, auditor. So yeah, if you, if you email in for the first time or at all and you haven't told us your, your demographics, we, we're interested. Madison, Wisconsin is a really fun town. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, not much of a college town, though. Um, Spinal Tap reference. Yes. Um, <laughs> I played a couple clubs up there and visited a recording studio up there. One of the ones that Garbage used to play, record in. Oh, and yeah. That's, that's where they're from, right? right? They're yeah. from. Or they recorded up there anyway. Do they still make albums? I think they did, did one recently. Oh, it's like two producers and Sherry. Sher- Sher- Is it Shirley Manson? Manson? Shirley Manson. Good for them hanging in there. Um, I have to say, like, one of the, I dated a girl who had, um, I guess, B.O., I guess. And, and uh, it just... just also, when I realized that I didn't really like her as much as I thought, then that smell just got associated with, with just lovelessness. Be- yes, and so I, I just—it was horrible. lack of love is the worst smell in the world. And in, in fact, <laughs> pretentious day. <laughs> and in fact, the the smell of of death and and these things are revulsion to them. These are learned responses. Mm-hmm. You know, if you. If nobody's been exposed to that smell before and they're exposed to it out of context, that it's not an immediate, immediate revulsion. Oh, really? That's what I understand. I could be wrong because I'm uninformed. As, but, um, yes. That's actually very interesting. Yeah. I would love to see the you know, reports on that. I mean, just like the, like the smell of vomit is horrifying and it makes me vomit, but it, it's an association, though. Mm-hmm. You know? I didn't, the, that raw chicken smell, I used to house it for people who, in Providence, there's some charmingly... Old school aspects of Providence, like the um, exterminator, <laughs> the, the exterminator off the, the the their building, their like mm-hmm. brick and mortar building, had a giant 
paper mache cockroach on top of it. You know, like it's like, what am I in Gotham? It was just kind of cool. And um, this one family got milk delivered in bottles um, from an actual milkman. And they also got um, chicken delivered, and they just had this metal box mm-hmm. um, outside their house, and that the stuff would be delivered in there. And they had canceled the chicken delivery uh, because they were out of town, and I was house sitting, but it was delivered nonetheless. And I didn't know it was delivered because it was supposed to be canceled, and I wasn't, I didn't know to look for You're it. You're like, what the fuck is that? And it went like? off, and it, and you know, there was no association there. It was just like, what is, what is this death right. creeping in my nostrils? And then, <laughs> and then when I opened the thing, because I could smell it without opening the thing, and then when I opened the thing, it was. Just, Oh, it's God, like you it didn't overwhelming. Grow up. Yeah, and, overwhelming. And then I like stinky cheeses, so go figure, you know, which is essentially rotting, you know, proteins. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, you lost points in Jeff's eyes for not liking The Incredibles. <sighs> how, how many times did you see it? Did you just see it I once? saw it once, and I was just like, what is going on? Oh, it's here? so good. It's And especially for a comic book person, it, it just, you, sh- you should see it again. <sighs> I insist. I have better things to do with my life. Paul Jones, he emailed last week, and he had a, some t-shirt ideas, and he forgot to attach them. And he, he writes in, Morning, Murps. It made me laugh out loud in my car when you read my email on the oh. M57 to Glasgow from Preston. I want to go to Glasgow. Uh, Glasgow. Um, uh, on the M55 from uh, Glasgow to Preston. That's something, believe me. I know it's an effort to turn up uh, and do this podcast, but believe me. It, it is. It is. It, it makes a lot of people happy that you do. It may it's not. The pay. only thing I have to do every it's, week. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, it may not pay, but you will be. Re- it will probably be rewarded in heaven. There are a lot of us grinding it out who love hearing the insider info on the Hollywood grind. Yes, the mm. Oscar picks. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, as an IT guy, it pisses me off when people forget to attach things. Oh well, pride becomes before the fall, I suppose. So he attached. Um, the uh, some t-shirt ideas. I haven't looked at them yet. Sorry, nice. but we'll we'll see if we can incorporate some of them. One of the things is I I'm looking at it right now, and he's he's using some of the um, the art from the uh, the Smodco website. I don't know if we can use that stuff, so I oh. need to find that out. So, um, uh. and he has a legitimate question for. Oh, he says Marty, keep it up, keep at it. DJ James spent his whole youth mastering a soundboard. Um, you've been at it for. I'm learning on the job. No couple one, weeks. Yes, couple no, weeks nobody now. has died, and that's all right. He says, "I have a le- legitimate question, um, uh, and perhaps for all of us, and perhaps the listeners. Uh, let's see. I'm due to visit the states with my wife in May this year. We start in Philadelphia for two nights, and because of fam- uh, because of family, and end up in Charleston for three nights for the same reason. The problem is the nine days in between." Uh, I said in my previous email, I drive around for a living. Uh, I could do this all day long, but it's but it's a holiday and we need to fill in the gaps. Uh, the official tourist stuff seems uh, like a, seems a bit shit, full of civil war graves and stuff. Where are the cool bars and things? Bear in mind, it's me and my kids, um, uh, me and my wife, no kids, so we don't have to bother with Disney bullocks or anything. Can you suggest something, anything to do slash uh, stay in between bits? Disney bollocks was all I had. <laughs> we had planned to drive down the coast. My wife is uh, from the Midlands in, in the UK, and they're fucking weird about the sea. I think it's because they're in the middle of England or something. No, but the middle of England is still like three miles from the ocean. Right, exactly. <laughs> Inaccessible by water. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, between Philly and Charleston, what, what are their... Charleston, South Carolina? Yeah. I assume. I Just know. stay in Charleston, South Carolina. Fuck, that place is... Gorgeous. West Coast is not my jam. 
Which coast? East. <laughs> well, yeah, the fuck truth the is, coast, man. What the fuck are you on the East Coast, man? Yeah, ask that. Ask the other smart this morning show. Ask them. <laughs> the fuck are we supposed to know about that bullshit? What I meant to say is, West Coast is not my jam. East Coast, even less so. <laughs> um, I mean, DC is spectacular. I, I know you don't have, you're not going with kids, but I always found uh, the Vietnam War Memorial and. Uh, I, Lincoln did Memorial. not know how how struck I was going to be yeah, until exactly. I was there. I've seen pictures of it, but when you're there, it's really moving. Do yeah. you think that has to do with being an American? Uh, the Vietnam What's wrong Wars, with being American? The Vietnam War was an best. international tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot more than Americans serving. So why like don't you take your myopic view? We grew up with like images of of right. that, you know. Yeah, but I, I've gone to the you know I've gone to uh, the government buildings in london and been blown away that's true I, buckingham palace doesn't mean shit to me although of the of the buildings i saw that wasn't the one that was the most moving it was more trafalgar square lord nelson i don't have anything to do with that war but that, that i found that moving hmm. um well dan would be the one to ask that too so yeah. if, if he's back um we'll, we miss you yeah we'll ask him because he's from virginia so. and i'll tell you my mother and i we drove ohio down to charleston oh, okay. and we took um on the way down, we took small state routes through um, some of the South and saw like cotton fields and abandoned factories, and and it wow. was it was fascinating. I know you don't want to just be driving the whole time, but that that it, in America, it's worth it to take the state routes over the over the interstates because there's so much weird, uniquely American stuff that you'll see, and you can see on how those much trips. Space we have. I've, yeah. t- I've heard Englishmen speak before, and they're always like, "How much?" Sp- there is in America yeah. will blow your mind. And you really, it, there's nothing interesting. There are very few interstates that are that interesting, but almost every state route has something you'll never yeah. forget. Interstate um, 60. And are there any st- cities that you remember that being Raleigh? Fun? Raleigh is a lot of fun. Raleigh's worth a look um, for sure. There's a there's a great foodie culture going on there, craft beer culture, and it's very small and and manageable. You can you feel like you can get a handle on Raleigh in in an afternoon. Did, and did evening. you go to Asheville? I didn't go to Asheville. Um, uh, what? I thought you said Asheville. <laughs> That's, I did. What did you think? I, I'm from from Asheville. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in Dicktown and it, uh, yeah. moved over to Asheville. Get yourself to Penis Town, <laughs> then take the left at Ash Asheville. <laughs> no, Asheville, North Carol- Carolina is uh, a friend. Is like an artsy place. I hear that's a really uh, fun place. I did hear that. You yeah. also have I a lot of redneck it. country to get through, though. Yeah, I, it's, well, it's, they're white, presumably. If they're but Asheville they're white. is. is uh, I have a friend who lives there, and he he likes it. He says it's pretty progressive. And yeah, but I'm south. white, and I don't like being around rednecks. <laughs> uh, you should also just do look on on the internet for good places to have barbecue because. Good call. Good barbecue in North Carolina and South Carolina. Chart the differences in between as you go. Give yourself a few days in Charleston, though. It's it's a small town, easily navigable. You're going to want to do... We did the most touristy thing you could do and took a, a horse and carriage guided cool. tour. And it was fucking great. And I'm cynical and I hate everything. And it was awesome. The information was awesome. The, the access to the town was awesome. It's all these old cobblestone streets, so... You I can't know, drive I mean, around that well anyway, so it's more it's more fun seeing it. The architecture is through the roof, and then every bar I went into afterwards had live music, uh, mixed crowds of young and old, and racially mixed. And um, alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I, that whole three-city area, you know, Charleston, I mean, not Charleston, Raleigh, uh, Chapel Hill, and whatever the third one is. Yeah, I drove into Chapel Hill. I didn't spend a lot of time, but yeah, and, and both the, Charleston and, and Raleigh, great. 
Uh, if you if you really if you want specific references, I can I can text my cousins and get the names of the restaurants. But really top shelf food experiences. There you go. All right, have fun and um, thank you for sending in those designs. Yeah, and if you get in trouble, don't call me. The last one is from Drake Bailey. Hey, Murps, it's your fan from high school again. I just oh, really want to thank you all for... The I gave that terrible advice to. Corrupting yeah, exactly. the minds of the youth. Yeah. Uh, I just really want to thank you all for reading the email and especially the advice. It helped me the through... terrible advice. <laughs> it's helped me through a terrible breakup. Long story. Ah. Long story. Cops were involved. Thankfully, not called on me, though. Wow. My question is... Fuck that bitch. <laughs> do you have any... Uh, that shit. <laughs> Do you guys have any stories about getting revenge or deciding not to? Disclaimer, this is not about me getting ideas. Uh, I recently decided to be the bigger person in my latest kerfuffle. Well, well done. You, uh, that's, um, that's hard to be the bigger person. Yeah. I, it always feels better, though. Like, that's my experience. It's like I've, ha- I've gotten into that reality tunnel where you think that revenge is the only thing that's going to satisfy you. And then the, the, just that glimmer of awareness that, hey, maybe this doesn't have to happen is so much more feels so much better than actually getting revenge ever would i mean not to take more content from the wtf than i already have but in the john ronson interview you know he's a very successful writer and he was a like a fat bullied kid in wales and he found one of the his torturers who threw him in a lake when he was young and uh and then he emailed him and said basically um, he said, uh, by the way, you know, you, you bullied me, you threw me in the lake when I was a fat kid, and, and I'm, now I'm a successful writer. And that was the gist of his email. And then he got this email back saying, we threw you in the lake because you were a pain in the ass. And as evidenced by your letter, things haven't changed much. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the... And, and he, you know, he was very, cha- you know, severely chastised by that. But the point being, like, revenge just is never going to work out. You well. always just that, look like a worse dick than you were before. And the other person really doesn't care. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I took out or you're all... Proving the, or like that, you're proving them right. Right. Revenge always proves the other person right. Right. But I, do you have any stories about that? I took out all of my anger at all of the people who had been awful to me in, <laughs> Ire- in Ireland on that one guy that I hit, and I would rather I hadn't. <laughs> yeah. And yourself. You took a lot of anger out on yourself. I broke broke a lot of things down inside. Mm-hmm. I think just by nature, I avoid people who are vengeful. <laughs> you know, yeah, like who have that uh, th- that sort of like dramatic personality where they feel like you know they need to retaliate. It's very ways. selfish. Like there's a sort of selfishness of thinking that the wor- that, that you're the center of the universe and and something needs to bend to your will and yeah and that you're just and someone else is unjust. And yeah, yeah. I've never had like anybody key my car or, you know, boil my rabbit or anything right. like that. Yeah. I don't think revenge is a good game. Yeah. So, you know what? Watch great 70s revenge movies and just get off on that. Like what? Um, what's the one where the guy has one arm and an eye patch and he just goes around shooting everybody and you're like, fuck yeah. Jesus. It's uh, great. Just get off on it. There's Zatuichi, the one-armed swordsman. That's the one. Oh. Uh, there you go. No, I don't know. Um, the, Point fun. Blank, I think, is a good one. Point Blank is a great one. Yeah. yeah. Kill Bill. Did, watch get, watch get a Carter. Yeah, watch a revenge movie where there isn't like the lesson that revenge doesn't pay. Because that's, that's like, okay, I didn't need a lecture. Because we already I know just, that. That's why we have yeah, to watch a movie. <laughs> exactly. I'm watching a movie to get my kicks off because I already know it, so don't tell me. Just right. let me see it. Let me, let me get it out. You know, Let me get the demon out. There was a television show about revenge, wasn't there? Yeah, it's called Revenge. called Revenge, <laughs> I believe. Is that any good? 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so sorry. Hey. I think it's time to go because they're making so much noise. Yeah, sorry, this guys. This is like this is like you know how parents are used to their babies screaming and no one else is. Right. <laughs> like Marty's just used to the barking. Yeah, I, I tune it out exactly. I can go to restaurants with them. They'll be yeah. like, <laughs> I get on planes with them all the time. And they just talk louder. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Drake, we don't. Sorry, we don't have any good stories about that. Because, just don't do it. That's our good story. Yeah, because like Move you, on. we try to be the bigger person. Yeah. So um, to the yeah, hollow, to the hollow reward. Whoa. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, thank you guys for donating or just participating all, even visiting the Indiegogo thanks page. Thanks for being our friends. Thanks for being our friends. And thanks for all the great feedback. Email us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Nooner, Nooner and Dan Bar- Marty on the Twitter Tuesdays mornings. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Tyson and Darren, for keeping up the Tumblr page. And Will Wilkins. And Will Wilkins for getting us online. And we will... See you next Tuesday. This has been a production of Smartco Internet Radio. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com. <laughs>